Hello, and welcome to Ramjack and the Ruthless Champion of the Penguin People. Hello everyone, I'm Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack is our good friend and co-host of the show, Brad. Hi. Hey, how are ya? Guys, we're on the we're on our way to Thanksgiving. It's it's almost here. It's almost here. We passed Halloween. It was awesome. Thanksgiving's almost here. Then it's just going to be Christmas and then New Year's and then, and then, well. Yeah, and then we just wait for 9-11 again. And then we just wait for 9-11. <laughs> the impending 9-11 of next year. <sighs> Don't take that out of context, anyone. <laughs> oh, Please. boy. Oh, boy. Oh, yikes. Yikes. <laughs> but seriously, folks, let's talk about politics for a second. <laughs> Uh, but uh, don't get discouraged. We don't have an episode of Belvedere to watch this uh, present recording. I don't. I, one of it, I think, one part of it is time on both of our accounts. Another sure. one is that the stakes have never been higher, oh, and it God. is mounting. I, the I pressure is almost it. too much for us. We almost didn't record because of the pressure. I, I thought about it. And I was like, oh fuck, maybe we should record it because I just want this to be over with. I just want to do it, and I was like, oh fuck, now I'm just putting it off another week. Fuck. Four fuck times me. in a row. Can we go to five? Oh fuck! I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck it up. I'm the worst at playing that game. I don't I think be... I I'm worried. I think that you're gonna be fine, friend. I think I'm gonna fuck it up. No, you do very good at the time summaries. I am generally much more spotty, but we'll find out about that next week when we get back to Belvedere. Um, guys, just a quick heads up to let you know what's going on. Um, yes, what's this up, week we're not talking about a television show. Not gonna happen. No. Next week, back to Belvedere. Um. The next week after that, I'm pretty sure should be our, our Thanksgiving episode, um, or the episode we record after Thanksgiving, which is our <laughs> Thanksgiving episode. It's not coming yeah. out for Thanksgiving, it's for our Thanksgiving, so we can discuss yeah. the parade, and more importantly, um, the holiday special that we watched to inaugurate um, the uh, winter solstice season. Yes. Don't forget about that dog show, man. Don't be sleeping oh, on that dog show. I will never sleep on the dog show, my friend. Never. Um, because then we kick off dog show season, which is my favorite season. Because, <laughs> of course, uh, December 12th, I think, is when the uh, Orlando dog show is. Yes! Awesome. I'm so excited! Um, but uh, this year, for our Thanksgiving episode, we are, we've discussed it, we are going to be watching the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. Um, because it's a delight. And we, I don't oh. think we've ever discussed it in full. No, I don't think we have. So we've just kind of, like, ran through it when discussing, like, you know, my crazy uh, uh, Christmas uh, tape. It's just got a ton of things from the 80s with commercials. But we haven't discussed it in depth. But that's what we're going to be doing. So uh, uh, put it on your calendars. Yes. Find a copy and watch it if you can. I'm not sure where you can get it these I'm days. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. Um, like, all He-Man cartoons are on YouTube, and I think that special is as well. Really? Yeah. Okay, so it's like a Belvedere stage. You can't really yeah. find them anywhere. So okay. Um, it used to be on YouTube, on uh, Netflix as well, but uh, I don't think it is anymore. But it's on YouTube, so you're fine. Um, you won't have the one with with you won't have my copy with the commercials, but if you really want that copy, Charles, I can hook you up. Just let me know. Hey, um, just let them know. Just let me know. We'll talk hey, about it. You can contact Brad at the end of the show. We'll give you the information. Okay, just we'll just we'll figure it out. All right, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, it's but the, Alex, it's the holiday season. Alex, how are you during this holiday season? How I'm are little, you? I'm a little stressed. Oh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of politics going on. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, uh, to be honest, there's someone 
Well, wait, what were you going to say, Brad? I just, I, I thought it was maybe time we have an intervention. What do you mean? I want to talk about your favorite candidate for uh, president of the United States. Who do you think that is? Um, well, it's your pal, Ben Carson. Your close personal friend, um, Ben Carson. I don't Um, know if I'd say close. A personal friend, maybe. Is he as close a personal friend as that cat's tail that's, like, (laughs) creepily just, like, (laughs) keeps coming into frame of the video? Oh, no, that's, that's Leaf. And Leaf is, uh... She's helping us record here. It was super weird seeing a cat's tail come in from varying angles, but not seeing a cat. The Panthers have come. Panther time is here. Oh. Um, Yeah, a disembodied tail would be terrifying to see through the window of Skype. It came from one direction, and then it came from another, and I was like, what's happening right now? There's so many cats, Brad, I can't say anything about it. They're here, and they're angry. Well... Maybe, what do you uh, mean? But what's been Carson? Up? What's the oh. worst thing he said in, as of late? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, name it. Uh, let's well, uh, name him. Well, we talked since to, he's not here to defend himself. Name him. We mentioned uh, him talking about Popeyes um, <laughs> when uh, he was held up by a gunman who tried to rob him, and he said, "Hey, man, uh, don't shoot me. Uh, uh, go go for the guy behind the counter." <laughs> Um, which, by the, which according to police reports, never happened, and doesn't make any sense. And also, it's it a terrible story to tell because you're telling somebody to go hold up somebody else. It doesn't. I don't. I don't understand at all. Also, at the time, he was a vegetarian, so none of the story really works out. But that's old news. Old news. Um, I'm not even sure how that's supposed to be really considered a joke. Because in his mind, that's what it was, right? like hey they came at me i'm like no get the guy behind the counter right oh. or did he did he mean that to be like a hero story that was, it was supposed to be more of like a hero story and how he was calm under pressure um it was it was yeah, like everything ben carson said it was really fucking awkward um, um can i interject really quick one because i don't like you slandering ben carson two oh. because um i have a uh, a friend of mine uh who works at a gas station no he's not a ninja not that friend brad um but another friend uh, was held up at gunpoint recently, like just a few days ago. Oh. And the guy just walked up to the counter, and um, this guy didn't wasn't paying attention. The guy he looked up, and the guy had a gun in his face, and said, "Give me all the money in the register." And he said that he was taken off guard and didn't really process the situation. And all he said was, "No." And the guy like stopped and looked at him. <laughs> And then somewhere, like, a person came in the store, like a customer, and the guy just kind of slowly put the gun away and walked out of the gas station. <laughs> nice. Uh, he was later apprehended for an attempt of robbery with the driver. I mean, they're, they're facing 25 years in jail, but he said, yeah, huge adrenaline rush. It was crazy. He wasn't even thinking. There was a gun in my face. He just like, no. <laughs> I'm not going to give you the money. Get out of here. So what else? Okay, besides Ben Carson lying or telling a really bad joke or just maybe going uh, crazy and making up his own past, (laughs) as conservatives um, are wont to do. I mean, you rewrite history. um, Speaking of which, um, um, Ben Carson, in one of his many books, uh, tells the story of how, uh, you know, when he was in high school... uh, he was an ROTC, and like you know, he mm-hmm. was he we, uh, he met with some uh, some officials, um, uh, some really important um, you know uh, military people, and they offered him a, a full scholarship uh, to West Point, but he turned it down because he wanted to pursue medicine. Um, thing is, a the official he named wasn't there at the time. 
And also, West Point doesn't give scholarships. (laughs) If you get accepted, it's like full tuition's paid. uh, And he never applied. (laughs) So... Well, look, he could have got, if he was a kid, maybe they said, look, if you apply, we'll accept you and give you, at that point, you'll get a full ride. Maybe he didn't understand what scholarships were. Maybe no. he's a liar. I don't know. <laughs> but that's like, I mean, every politician lies. Maybe not so much about the past. Well, maybe. I don't know. Well, but what um, else could he? Brad, come on! You're not going to vote for him because of that. Well, there's there's another mean, story. I'm not voting uh, for him um, because he's a crazy conservative. But besides that, what what other story could he possibly oh, have you, to make you, know you love him? Tarnish you know his he's character. Your candidate. Um, he just so, talks so softly. There's a story of you know how he became a Christian. You see, when he was a kid, he was he was just one of those uh, black uh, kids that was a real rabble rouser, getting into trouble. He was he was a he was just a lost cause. Oh terrible in fact he almost stabbed one of his friends whoa he was he was played with a violent temper uh, they, they got into an argument why did he almost stab one of his friends oh you're well, t- you're saying he got okay yes. i'm sorry you're, you're telling the story for a second i thought that was it i almost stabbed one of my friends and then i found the lord it's like no explanation well, see, you see uh, they got into an argument and uh, well um, you see, uh, Ben Carson uh, pulled a camping knife from his pocket and thrust it with all the power of my young muscles towards Bob's belly. Blessed for both men, Bob is wearing a large belt buckle, which snaps the blade and renders Carson harmless. Mm. Young Ben Carson realizes with a shock that he has just attempted to murder his friend, then runs away, shuts himself in a bathroom with a Bible to pray the anger away. And it works miraculously. Ever since that fateful day, he's never had an issue with his temper. Oh. Hmm. Well, all right. I think he caught him. Um, but uh, before reaching for the Bible, the already uh, medicine-inclined teenager consulted another uh, equally uh, equally popular publication, uh, Psychology Today. Um, you know, he's sitting there thinking about what he almost did, uh, what he almost stabbed his friend but hit the belt buckle. First of all, let's just stop for a sec. Let's just... Let's examine the belt buckle physics thing. First That's of all, a little weird. you're trying to stab somebody. Are you trying to stab them in the crotch? What's happening? <laughs> How do you hit a belt buckle? I Never almost happened. murdered him. Everyone knows you can kill a man by hitting his crotch with a knife. <laughs> like, what's happening? What? But no, he goes to this bathroom, and uh, bef- he's in a, he looks first at a, at a Psychology Today magazine, um, and then eventually to the Bible, which is what saved him. Um, but he... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading this now. Lord, it's I whispered, it... you have to take this temper from me. If you don't, I'll never be free from it. I'll end up doing a lot worse than trying to stab one of my best friends. Already heavy into psychology, I had been reading psychology today for a year. I knew that temper was a personality trait. Standard thinking in the field pointed out that the difficulty, if not the impossi- impossibility, of modifying personal traits. Even today, some experts believe that the best we can do is accept our limitations and adjust to them. Tears stream between my fingers. Lord, despite what all the experts tell me, you can change me. You can free me ever from this destructive personality trait. Now, the thing about this is, um, besides it being insane, um... (laughs) Yes? An unlikely scenario where he almost stabbed his friend, but his knife hit a belt buckle... There's a couple of other issues, one of which being um, this this weird uh, this 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 uh, this uh, upstart youth that was filled with anger and rage. Um, everyone that went to school with Ben Carson is like, no, he was like a nerdy, quiet kid. <laughs> like 
He never was mm-hmm. angry or anything. What are you talking about? That's crazy talk. Um, so no one that went to school with him, uh, they can, that doesn't work out. And they're like, well, who is this friend? And Ben Carson's like, oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to name any people. Uh, but like, this is your story of how you found Jesus. Like, isn't this when you want your, everyone to yeah. know who you're talking about? It's like, no, no, no. I, I, it wasn't, his name wasn't really Bob. I changed the name for the book. Uh, I just don't, I don't, I don't want to get him out there. It's like, well, but it's your friend. What do you want? Well, it wasn't actually a friend. It was actually, it was actually one of my cousins. Okay, well, which Wait. cousin was it? Like, I was like, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to name my cousin. I don't want to. So that's shifty. Also, another thing. Um, he talks about the psychology today. This incident would have been in either uh, 1965 or 1966. And Psychology Today's first issue came out in 1967. Oh. <laughs> so, Ben Carson, what's your deal, dog? Why are you such a liar? You're is lying he really up. a neurosurgeon, li- or is he lying about that too? Well, here's another thing. Like, oh. I was just, I was just hearing about this. Like, yes, he is a neurosurgeon. Yes, he was a good neurosurgeon. Yes, he separated some conjoined twins. Um, but all this talk about who he's one of the, like one of the best neurosurgeons. That's kind of just been in all the books Ben Carson's been publishing since the 90s. It's not necessarily that he's like this top neurosurgeon. Wow. So, what's up, dog? Why are you such a liar? You're a sociopath. You're lying about the weirdest random bullshit. And also the fact that you're trying to create this story where you're this, uh, oh, you're this tough uh, black kid that, no, oh, you almost stabbed somebody. Like, it's this conservative wet dream of, like, like, uh, yeah, Jesus saved me. Like, oh, because I, I was just one of them. I was one of them. But then Jesus uh, made me good like you white people. <laughs> Yeah. Like, there's so much, like, race shit uh, in that. Like, I was going to stab my friend. Like, what are you talking about? I don't understand. What kind of jank knife do you stab someone, it hits a belt buckle, and it just shatters? Like, that's weird. It's so stupid. Did the it's belt so... shatter and, like, it deflected the blade, or did the blade shatter? It sounded like the blade broke when it hit the belt. Um, I'll, I will go back and, uh... I mean, regardless, it's a little Carson pull, pulls a camping knife from his pocket and thrusts it with all the power of my young muscles towards Bob's belly. Blessed for both men, Bob is wearing a large belt buckle, which snaps the blade and renders Carson harmless. Um, belt bu- Listen, if you're playing, um, rock, paper, scissors, belt buckle knife, um, <laughs> belt buckle doesn't beat knife, dummy. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that one. I think he's... Brad, you may have opened my eyes. You may have opened my eyes to Ben Carson. He might be a liar. Your candidate may be a liar. Now, he's not my candidate. He's the he's America's candidate. But um, I think he might be right. He might be lying. It's such, I mean, and it's such unnecessary lying, too. That's the weird part. I do love in all of that you didn't mention his pyramid <laughs> theory. Oh, fuck. I forgot about the pyramid. <laughs> His X-Files um, inspired, I can only <laughs> assume. Now look, when I was reading Psychology Today in the 30s, <laughs> when I was born the first time before I was reincarnated, it's a long story, don't worry about it. Uh, my brother Bob and I were thinking about how the pyramids weren't built by aliens, though some people think they are. You don't need aliens if you've got God, guys. Um, wait, wait, I just want to correct you because I want to make sure everyone understands this. Ben Carson I actually mean, said, a lot of scientists believe that aliens built yes. the pyramids. I mean, I was injecting some obvious things that may yeah, have been w- stretches of truth, I but that, wanna... that is the real thing that he did say. He said that a lot of scientists think um, aliens built the pyramids, but uh, I think uh, Joseph built, built them to store grain. 
Yeah, the, I was getting to the grain part because that's the most crazy part. Yeah, pyramids would be super shitty at storing grain. Yeah, they'd be like the worst. They're for storing dead pharaohs. Why would you store grain in a giant... Well, first off, why would you spend years to make a giant pyramid just yeah. to store grain and then never open it again? Like, how did it... With there's no, weird, There's nothing yeah, to, like, pour no. it out. There's no spigot. No. The Sphinx isn't, like, its mouth doesn't open up and grain pops out, though if we did find that, that would be insanity. I mean, also, it's not like we haven't found, like, extant pyramids in modern times and yeah. don't know what's inside a pyramid. Look... We did it. The, the, the Egyptians built three pyramids to store grain, and we realized it was kind of inefficient. Well, actually, the Egyptians do it. Joseph did it, and he didn't do it. God did it. But I, we were just like, look, God, you're wasting all your power on these giant pyramid grain storage things. Maybe maybe help out with other things? Like, leprosy's kind of a thing now. <laughs> maybe, can you help I, us with those? Like, he's... Ben Carson is a lunatic. He... He really is. Now, I didn't know every story you just mentioned, but I did know parts of some of them. And there's no way this comes to light that he's going to be a Republican candidate, right? I can't. He just can't. Like, he may be somebody's running mate. Um, There's a difference in Jeb Bush not understanding the difference between Marvel and DC as comic book companies and characters and a man (laughs) lying about when he found Jesus... And also speculating on a myth, like a, de- a, a non-existent deity creating pyramids. Yeah. Like there's just a huge gap there. Yeah. Yeah. That's kooky town. Have you seen Mark Rubio's YouTube video? Uh, no. Have you seen Ben Carson's rap video? <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, boy. No, I have not. Oh, it's bad. Brad. Yes. I'm going to ask you a question. Do and I have to not... answer honestly, or can I Ben Carson it? Well, this is a question that you you can't really Ben Carson. I don't mm. think. Now, mm. yes, by all means, try to Ben Carson it, but it's right. a different type of question. All right. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't even know if, if people have really been thinking about this. Um, Brad, who, who should driverless cars kill? Ah. Uh. Well, you know, the scientist would tell you that um, it's probably the elves. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as, uh, as I can tell you, as someone that was offered a, uh, a full scholarship uh, to uh, um, um, Art Institute of America um, for drawing a really mean pirate and a pretty <laughs> solid turtle... Um, <laughs> I, I can, I can say, um, drive this car should probably kill, um, scooter bitches. All right. Okay. Uh, the reason I ask you this is a lot of people, obviously driverless cars are amazing. And in most cases, unless you're like driving a Tesla and the software kind of goes crazy for just a second, or you're an idiot and don't read the manual on when to engage auto driving and not on a Tesla, you know what? We're not going to talk about Tesla, but like Google cars on point. And the only thing that's ever really caused a wreck with a Google car are people wrecking into it. It's not wrecking into other people. And it's not that it cuts people off. It's literally every time it gets wrecked into, it's other people's straight up fault. Google car stopped. This car just plows into it. Didn't even realize it. But the question becomes, 
in the not too distant future where let's say Google has set up its own kind of Uber-ish auto-driving car system, there will be times when the automatic driving cars will be in a situation where it will have to judge, worst case scenario, what it should do. And essentially, there stands to reason there'll be a moment when it should look at a crowd of people and be like, I'm gonna hit some of these people, who do I kill? (laughs) And people are giving it serious thought. What do you think, Brad? I, I, this is Do you really bitch. think scooter bitches? So you think algorithm when it comes up. Beep, 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 beep. I must kill five. I, I accidentally, I must hit one of these ten people. Who is the scooter bitch? Your this, days are done. I mean, I wish. I wish. I mean, let's be honest here. Scooter bitch actually makes sense from a standpoint of, like, slight logic. Because it's scooter it. I'm referring to a person as an it. A thing. The scooter bitch Don't is scooter. Don't call them people. Don't call them people. <laughs> Uh, the scooter bitch's scooter is a solid metal object, mm-hmm. mostly metal object. I think that a, a small Google car hitting it would probably deflect or at least absorb more of the impact and maybe stop it. So maybe your scooter bitch yeah. instinct, like your just drive to just hit them in that situation, isn't a bad idea when you're yeah. thinking like a Google car. I, but I also, I also like hugely question this scenario because in it, like a lot of weird fail safes have like gone awry because how how many scenarios are you like forced to i have to drive in a direction in which there's no good outcome like i feel like if you're probably going to be hit and then pushed in a direction and then in which case you don't really have a lot of control even a self-driving car can't make a lot of maneuvering so this is such an extreme scenario i don't know that it can ever actually happen I mean, let's not also forget that the option of just, okay, yeah, your brakes would have to go out for this to ever be a problem. Yeah. And at that point, wouldn't the Google car know it and just ram into a wall? Is this Google car driving, it meets a barricade for like a marathon, and suddenly it's thinking, oh, I can't stop. I'm going to have to kill somebody. I mean, this I is, don't know the situation either. Like, I, I can't think of a situation. Yeah, it's like that it okay. Would be in. Maybe okay. You're. I'm really. I'm really working to come up with a scenario. Come now. up, dude. Like work you come. Hard. You come. Okay. The car comes over. Comes over a hill, and then there's um. There's just a crowd of people that are just in the roadway. There's a and, parade. Yeah. There's a parade going on. <gasps> and there's no time. To, I like. I don't. It's such an insane, impossible scenario that I just don't feel that yeah. there's. It would slam on the brakes and probably swerve to where, like, the broad side of it would hit someone because I think that would do the least least damage. Yeah, I I feel like there's a lot... Like, I've heard stuff about these articles and stuff talking about this, but I feel like it's an unrealistic... I don't feel like anyone actually working on this problem is, like, dealing with a real-world situation that could ever happen. I feel it's a lot of assholes that are writing articles about it, but I feel like the people that are actually programming these things are going to be like, well, that's not a a real scenario that we would ever program it's very reminiscent and of course it's the same dilemma of do i divert the train and kill one person or do i keep the train going and just you know kill all the passengers and then what would happen if suddenly that person who was the one person on the track that would die when i diverted the train was fat do i kill a fatty or do i kill all the people on the train like weird changes which if you ask a group of people will always change it but google cars don't like, they're not hurting anybody. Yeah. They're just going to stop. They're going to know what's happening yeah. and stop. Are you going to, like, are people going to jump off of a bridge onto oncoming traffic with a Google car and suddenly there's people where it didn't know? Yeah. Guys, w- Google has fucking uh, 
Google Maps. It can see those people on the bridge from a satellite and know they're about to jump. If anything, it's calling in like a semi truck that's a Google uh, driven car, and suddenly there's like pillows that they're carrying, and it catches all the people. Like, hey, you thought you could fool Google? Nope. We're all getting there safely. Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't buy this. I don't buy this situation. I don't believe it's a thing that could actually happen. I don't either, man. I don't either. I don't know if this is a question we need to... Let's just let the computers do it. I think they know what's up. Much like that bridge thing. Like, that's never a situation that's actually going to happen. No. It's never no. going to It's never going to happen. And also, if it ever does, the answer is just don't kill people. Don't make a decision to kill people. Don't kill people. <laughs> like... Just don't. Because you're, if you're talking on a... On a purely philosophical situation you can never know what like the random occurrences would be maybe something happens at the last minute and something happens who knows there's no way you can know there's no way you're going to be in this pure like philosophical situation where you can have this one action and you can know which way it's going to go so never make a decision to kill people (laughs) like that's I, I, it's not a real problem. It's not a realistic problem. It's a fun thing to talk about in a group, maybe, but it's yeah. stupid. It's, hey, it's a useless, stupid problem. Let's talk about it. Like, just don't kill people. It's, it's super easy. Real quick, uh, philosophy majors. Let's real talk. Self-driving Google cars. I think a better question would be developing software for a Google car to anticipate other people causing accidents that might kill people and it trying to save the most amount of people Mm -hmm. because you have the people in your car that semi is turning over what do i do in this moment to minimize the casualties what that's what what we need to worry about not how many people are going to die how many can we save in this situation am am, am i willing to uh um take damage to my car to my owner's car um to prevent other loss of life (laughs) Because, like, hey, car, come on. You didn't have to get scratched up. Oh, but you had to save those fucking people. Thanks a lot, car. Now I gotta get you fixed. Ah, <sighs> Google car. Always saving lives and costing me money. <laughs> you would be livid if it saved scooter bitches. Oh, I would I would take a, I would take a fucking crowbar to that car. <laughs> oh, car yeah? stops. Let me teach you a lesson, car. You're pinned in. You're saved. But also, the crosswalk is still open, but it's crowded. So three scooter bitches slowly drive by your car. But because it's crowded, their handlebars scrape the side of your Google car. Oh. Just the paint. They're, they don't care. They don't give a fuck. God, they don't even know I they would, were in danger. But you do, and the Google car knows. I would, I would beat the shit out of my Google car. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck your Google car. Get a baseball bat. Just start hitting out. Ugh. Sir, are you okay? No, my Google car saved more lives again, even though I probed it not to. I thought I had overridden the safeties. Fuck. Let me tinker in there some more. Um, Brad, I'm going to tell you something that might gross you out. Okay. So just be just be ready for that. Um, in London, there is something called gumdrops that are appearing everywhere. It's something called gumdrops? They're called gumdrops. They're oh, giant. They're not gumdrops, are they? No, they're not gum. Well, pending on how you look at it, they um, are giant, circular, pink uh, bins that you put your gum into to recycle it. You're chewing gum to recycle what? it. Re- recycle it. You open this bo- You open this gumdrop, and you put your gum in. And essentially, they come by once it's full. 
pick it up, take it to the recycling center, break down the gum, and turn it into a, a type of plastic, and use it to make more gumdrops, which are just places to put gum. Okay, they gotta stop calling it gumdrops because they that's very confusing. They gotta stop calling it gumdrops. That's I think some oh, kids would be like, take no, no, a gum, leave gum a gum. Drops. Hmm, yeah, that's. I, ooh, I love tasty gumdrops. What flavor? Oh no no no! This is a place where you drop gum, not a not a candy. Oh, I thought it was a gumdrop. Well, it's a gumdrop. You drop your gum here, but it's yeah, not yeah. a gumdrop. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, this is a huge. This is a giant initiative. Um. For every, essentially, when you put these in public places, there are, you kind of collect five over the course of a year. They get stuffed up with enough chewing gum that they take it, take it back to the facility, process it, bring back another one five times a year at a cost of $340. But the estimated cleaning cost of all of these gumdrops uh, would be $4,620. So it's actually kind of saving London some money. Who's, I, who's like, saving, like, oh, I need to throw this gum away. Uh, I've been chewing it for too long. I'll wait until I get to the gum receptacle that I'm not calling a gumdrop. Um, oh, it's a gumdrop. That's a gumdrop. That's, that's not a gumdrop. We, we, gumdrops are a thing. You can't just call something a gumdrop. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, let me tell you something else that I... In this article, it talks about, okay, obviously it's saving tons of money for the city, but there is a process that cities go under sometimes called degumming, where they will go down a street and take all the gum off everything they can possibly find. Oh. Um, a degumming process uh, of Oxford Street, um, a stretch less than two miles long, requires three months of steam cleaning and typically removes more than 300,000 pieces of gum. What? What the fuck? People, garbage cans. Garbage are, cans. Are, uh, are, are, I, I don't want to call it a gumdrop, but I'm not no. sure what else to call it. A reciprocal. A garbage drop? A reciprocal. A gum don't call it just but why is it just don't put your gum places what is it people just gum putting gums? their gum places <laughs> oh, like oh here's a park bench let me just put some gum here let's, let's 300,000 pieces in a two mile less than a two mile stretch 300,000 that's insane like if you does everyone in London go to Oxford Street to put their is that like the place to go put your gum uh, is there some ritual where, out, like, you yeah. go with your lover and, like, twist your, mix your gums together do, when you're making out and then put it down there? I'm trying to think of a crazy reason why you, someone would put all the gum in Do you not have garbage cans? Do you not have garbage cans? Let's no, start they have with gum those. Uh, Gumdrops. <laughs> not garbage like, can, we just got gumdrops. Maybe we should, maybe you should just have, like, more garbage cans. Well, the gumdrops pay for themselves, Brad. Almost. <laughs> But the savings, think of the savings. Can you imagine how gross that would be to pick that's, up a gumdrop and open it? That's the And there'd just be oh. a giant, like, would it be a, just a gross gray gum ball, moist and gross? Ugh. So much bacteria that when you open it, there's like a pressure release because it's been growing on the inside. Well, that's the, that's that's why they keep that's why they're not uh, you know that's why they're losing a lot of money. Like the creatures that are evolving out of these things are just like uh, running away with the gumdrops. So you're saying, fuck, fuck the gumdrops. Yeah. Let's stick to three months of steam cleaning. Who cares about the three hundred thousand pieces of gum uh, everywhere on no, Oxford I, Street? Here, Someone needs to I get say. on. They need to have feet on the ground in Oxford Street just to patrol. 
There needs to be, I, like, gum monitors that are just like, excuse me, what are you doing? You know, Singapore, Singapore doesn't have this fucking problem. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Got their gum problem under control. Yeah. You remember that crazy bullshit? Uh, when a guy got, like, caned for, like, <laughs> spitting gum on the ground. Well, they, I just remember, like, he was like, yeah, you think caning, you think he's going to be hit with some, But it's actually this crazy rod that's, like, what? <laughs> What's this crazy caning device that's, like, got glass in it? What are you talking about? That's what you, I mean, look, you spit gum out, there's a hefty fine. Yikes. Uh, there's gotta, with there's, blood. There's got to be, like, a middle ground between Singapore and, like, steam cleaning, like, a street covered in chewing gum. Right? Three months. Yeah. Like, who are these people that are, like, gum detectives? Or, you I guess what? you would call them gumshoes that go in there and just find as much gum as possible. I think I think we just have to take gum away from the UK <laughs> until they learn their lesson. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You should have been more responsible. You don't. Look. You can't. You know Bazooka Joe for you. No Bazooka Joe for you. No fruit stripes. Uh, no Wrigley's. No, no my fruit stripes. Oh my god. No, 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 no. I believe I'm going to have to leave the country. I was on a study abroad and I'm going to have to go away now. Sorry, I need my fruit stripes. Sorry. <gasps> sorry. Guys, you blew it. No you, gum you for had you. your chance. You had your chance. Yeah. Maybe in five years when you've learned your lesson. Let's see what you do with the other things that you have there. What's going to uh -huh. replace gum for London? Mm. We don't know yet. What's the next mm. gum that's going to be mucking up the streets? I don't know. They smoke a lot over there, so that's probably going to get smoke worse. smoke a lot. So, uh, why, what about that? What about cigarettes? What do, you, do you have cigarettes all over the place? I don't have any cigarette statistics. I don't think they mm. have... They have gumballs for gum. What would you call the cigarette... Uh, recycling thing, and how would you recycle? I don't I think mean, you I want to like, recycle I feel they're already, I feel they're already somewhat biodegradable, more, probably more so than chewing gum. Um, yeah, true. I don't know how how biodegradable is chewing gum. I feel like it. You think it would be pretty biodegradable? Yeah, it's point, made from natural like, yeah. things, like it's yeah. gum. Unless they started using like. I guess crude oil to s synthesize some of the rubber. I mean, I, I do know though. You like sometimes like you walk like a you see like a, a sidewalk that just got some like gum that has just like you know been there and is like yeah. part of the sidewalk now. <laughs> <laughs> They've joined. It's just They've like a solid. On. It's just a solid. But you can still that was at one point that was a piece of chewing gum, but now it's just a weird black mass on the pavement. Uh, yeah, London. Sorry, England, sorry. You got your gum taken away. We, uh, you'll get it back once you've learned your lesson. Brad. Yes? I want you and our listeners to, to listen to this. Probably not more than everything we've said so far in the podcast, but if you've just been kind of kind of listening, tune in. All right, assholes. I want you to fucking tune in. Drop what you're doing. Alex has an important announcement. Uh, please take it away. Guys, I know there's been a lot of talk probably out and about where you're at. Um, where someone will say that they're an intuitive person. And you're like, well, what the fuck does that even mean? And then maybe they, like, wince a little bit, or maybe they, like, get misty-eyed and go hide in a bathroom with a book and a magazine and, you know, whisper to God to help a them with their problems. magazine the future. <laughs> a future magazine. Is Ben Carson the time traveler? Is that what we're discovering? Well, Why well. did they use him as the traveler? That's weird. Well. I have with me a list from Thought Catalog, 
a kind of blog and or news source for people. I'm still I'm still trying to wrap my mind around this place. I'm still not 100% sure. But they have 15 difficult things about being a very intuitive person. Now, I tell you this so that we can go through some of these just so you'll be aware about the difficulties that they go through in their life. Oh, okay. Brad is a very intuitive person. It can be hard to tell the difference between an intuitive feeling and just a feeling. Oh. Um. What? What? Another thing that's really rough on very intuitive people, Brad, mm-hmm. it's hard to convince someone of something just because you know. And harder to s- not to say, I told you show, so, when you're right. Oh. You mean, I, when you say intuitive, do you just mean an asshole? <laughs> Guys, it's hard for me to kind of read quotation marks into words, but... Most just think about what words would have quotation marks because a lot of these in these sentences do because feelings and right are words that they have in quotation marks because it's intuitive. You only want to do what's right, but figuring out what right is is basically your number one life struggle as a very intuitive person. As an asshole, you are. As an asshole. <laughs> you want to do what's right, but it's really hard for you to figure out what's right because you're an asshole. Hey, hey, assholes, this is something else you struggle with. You can be very indecisive because you're an asshole. And as they say, the clearer the choice, the louder the cry to try to choose otherwise. You fucking asshole. I don't think anyone's ever said that to me, nor have I heard that. You know how people are always, Alex, when when I was getting offered a full scholarship to the Art Institute of America (laughs) for my amazing drawing of a pirate and pretty solid drawing of a turtle, um, uh, people were always (laughs) saying, um, what was it again? Oh, um, uh, you know what they say, the clearer the choice, the louder the cry to try to choose otherwise. The clearer the choice, the louder the call to want to (laughs) choose, to not to, uh, it was really loud. It was hard to hear. Now, Brad, something else assholes slash very intuitive people might struggle with in life mm-hmm. is that they live in a world that values thinking over sensing. Yet, our subconscious minds are much more powerful than our conscious ones. Wait, uh, wait read that whole thing again? Brad, listen, okay? I asked our listeners to listen. You're the co-host of the show. We're trying to get to the bottom of I'm very intuitive really people hard. and how really we can hard. accommodate them in life. So these assholes have to struggle with the following. They have to live in a world that values thinking over sensing. Yet, everyone knows our subconscious minds are much more powerful than our conscious ones. Do you feel sorry for them yet? God. I... I... That's... That's the most loaded bullshit statement I've ever heard. Uh, it's we. It's really hard for them because everyone wants to live in. Everyone wants to say they're in a world where they value thinking over intuition. But we all know. If we all know, then why is there a problem? You know what? You're an asshole. <laughs> that's, that's the issue. You're a fucking asshole. Okay, here's just a few more, Brad. Um, and this one. More than any of the ones that we've read so far, you're going to have to stay with me to understand, I think. Because okay. I'm not sure I can wrap my head around this, and I'm, really, I'm trying hard to really get on, on common ground with these assholes. You rarely realize that not only can you sense truths, but also possibilities, hence making you very prone to intense anxiety. What? 
I don't. What? I don't understand that one, man. Not only can you sense truths, but you can sense possibilities. Okay. You <laughs> and can... that makes you very anxious about everything because you're very intuitive. Oh my god! So I, that's just a fucking dodge. So you can sense things that are true as well as things that are possible. So you sense everything except what's wrong. So you're always right is basically what this is saying. Uh, it's, it's it's very, it's, you know, you have a lot of anxiety when you're always right no matter what. Something else that is super important but hard for them to live with is the fact that their, hypers, that their hypersensitivity is something that they have to protect. Oh... <laughs> uh. Okay, okay, wait a minute. I was... They're assholes. That you have to... Your hypersensitivity is something you have to protect as an asshole. Because you're super hypersensitive. And you gotta protect that. And when someone calls you an asshole, maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh, boy. Like, oh, boy. Hey, I'm glad I'm wearing my belt buckle, you hypersensitive asshole. (laughs) Um, two, two last things they have to really worry about. Which I think really... I think really culminates and and says volumes about these assholes and are super very intuitive people. One, you feel everything more accurately in general as an asshole. And also, you take on other people's problems as your own, even if they don't want you to. (laughs) So you're in everybody's business. And wait, what was the first part again? Oh, you're, you're every, you feel everything more accurately in general. Yeah. So everything's about you. Yeah, including other people's shit. (laughs) Everything is about you. Oh. Brad, there is a new app that... uh, I'm not sure what's going on, man. It's called Rumbler. Oh, boy. (laughs) That sounds... (laughs) What would... Given the name, what would you think Rumbler is all about? I I feel like that... Rumbler, the app. Well, it sounds like a Tinder or a Grinder or a a Rumbler. Like, it's about fucking, right? You know what? It might be about fucking. It's definitely about fucking. I mean, most apps are about fucking, but what's this app about? Rumbler bills its bills itself as a Tinder for fighting. What? Um. Essentially, you make an account, uh-huh. you put up your profile, including um, stats like your age, your height, weight, any specialties you might have, whether you know karate or something else, and. Basically, you are then uh, given a roster of people that come up in a Tinder style of other people who fancy themselves as amateur fighters, and you swipe left or right, uh, depending on whether you want to fight that person. And if they also swipe right, then you straight up got beef. And then it lets you know what's going on, and you can chat. And all of it's made public, so I guess you can actually search for other people talking shit about each other, and you can either schedule a fight... Or you can pussy out, as the app says. And if you schedule a fight, you go to a map, you decide where the best place to meet at is, and you put a fight there, and other people can read about your beef, and then see where you're going to fight and what time, and then go and watch. Maybe help. Maybe just spectate and see who won or lost. It's called Rumbler. And as much as this sounds like it could be a giant joke... Or some people speculate um, a very elaborate promotion for a Fight Club sequel. The people who are in charge of this or behind it are adamant that it is 100% real and they just want to bring amateur fighting to the world. 
Um, I, so I'm on the Rumbler site now. I've created uh, an account. Uh, Ramjack has created an account. No uh, way! And, like, I'm just looking at some You need assholes. to fucking call Connecticut out. Where's Connecticut first, on there? Uh, first of all, like, I, I, I mean, I'm just on the website, I, but, like, um... Uh, me and Dude Cotty both want to throw down, start chatting to a range of time and location, and then broadcast. I, I don't even understand what's happening. Meet, fight, conquer. It's the latest craze. <laughs> what's good, bro? Are you really trying to throw down, or are you just tripping? Uh, let's. What should I respond? Let's. Bria, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Bria, bitch. Now Brad got us in there, but due to heavy demand, Rumbler will be released as a beta web application. So, what's your favorite place to brawl? I really like, think that it might be like a demo version for yeah, you or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is a demo. I just want to keep playing along. Where's my favorite place to brawl? Um, do make it a make it a witty comeback to where it would be hard for them to just have a machine read it. Like I don't know. And then say something about their mom or something. Like a classic school yeah. ground. <laughs> nice. Just diss. I don't know. Your mom's brothel? <laughs> or maybe just that place I gave your dad that black eye. I see, LOL. By the way, you even lift, bro? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this I can't. This is too dumb. This is like the worst. Can we just schedule a fight or not? You should ask him. Dude, I uh, thought you were ready to throw. <laughs> if not, I will s keep swiping left or right. Oh, I don't even know. I should have fought that girl. You can you can rumble. I think it's called Rumble Girl and Rumble... No, it's Rumble Her and Rumble Group or something. Oh, boy. This yeah. Is stupid. This is, this is stupid. Like, I yeah. don't under... Are there... Okay, let's just say... Let's just play devil's advocate and assume that Brad was devil, like a beta uh, to great show you. Devil, great fella, uh, salt <laughs> of the earth. Look, uh, the devil hadn't hurt nobody. Yeah, the devil never made pyramids and forced Egypt to put grain in them. Never. How do you think Egypt fell? Uh. How was South Egypt able to conquer Northern Egypt? Because of those fucking grain pyramids. Now, everything I just said was out of context and completely outside the scope of history, but that's fine. I was just making a joke. Um, let's just say that the devil's a good person and that he hasn't done anything against any human ever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That being said, taking Rumbler at face value, who thought this was a good idea? Is this a good idea in your eyes, Brad? Like, give me your full ideas and no, critiques because, on this. Like, you, uh, grown ass humans can't fight. Like, Apparently, they fight. love to fight. You can't fight. Fighting's stupid. Don't fight. Why do people fight to begin like, with? First of all, if you're in the United States of America, you can't afford to fight because, like, medical treatment's too expensive. It's super expensive. You're gonna like, get fucked up. Like I, I like I, the amount of money I'm dropping, like. Uh, and for not getting in fights, like, I'm just trying to live my life and I gotta drop all this money. If you're, like, hitting people in the face and getting hit in the face, you're not gonna have any money or teeth. And for what? To get, to get street cred? Like, I don't understand. You can't fight. You're an adult. Like, if you wanna fight, join the military and be a murderer. Like, I don't understand. Like, don't fight. You can't fight. Like, maybe go to a karate dojo or something and, like, maybe uh, fight there, I guess? No, don't even don't do just, that. That's, that's stupid. Don't do that. 
I'm you fighting you're in not, general. You're not is... allowed to fight. I'm sorry. If you're a child that doesn't have proper uh, impulse control and you're 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 learning like how to deal with others in a social situation, maybe you can do a couple of fights. But you can't fight if you're an adult. It is Grow pretty silly. the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Stop fighting. Fighting. You're gonna fight. Fuck you. Yeah, it's... Nah. I also love the fact that you could just, as a spectator... What, what are you doing tonight? I don't know. I thought I'd catch a couple fights on the <laughs> old Rumbler. <laughs> just see what's up. I think that would be... I mean, you have a picture of the other person, but I could easily see people showing up and actually getting pulled into the fight? And or being mistaken for the person who is supposed to fight. None of about this. Nothing about this is good. And P.S. Like, the cops should be all over this shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause it, it, when you punch people in the face, they die. Yes, <laughs> you it's shouldn't not punch hard. people in the head. It's not good. It kills people. Like, you know what the worst sport is? Boxing. Like, those people are fucked up. If you watch boxing, you're fucked up. Don't do it. It's stupid. Uh, but, like, I mean, fucking hell. There's, a, there's also a reason in boxing and most other sports where you're actually, like, hitting and hurting someone, why they don't hit you, like, square in the nose with their full strength. A lot of boxing is to the side or, like, different parts of the face where they'll swipe the nose. If you hit someone in the nose and break it hard enough, it will kill them. Yeah. It will... You can crack it on the side and because you're deflecting the force away, like, the sideways of the skull. That's one thing. But forcing that force through the no nasal cavity, you can break a nose and shove that into the brain and kill someone. It's not that hard. Don't fight. You can't Don't fight. fight. You Don't can't fight. fight. What the fuck world are you living in where you have to fight? And it's why? 2015. What are you fighting about? What are you What's, fighting for? Listen, I uh, like what do you, what do you, what are some, what are some of these uh, uh, Ben Carson slash Marty McFly time travelers with future magazines that anytime somebody calls them a chicken, they they gotta stab a belt buckle. Like you can't <laughs> fight. You can't fight. Don't stop. Put like just like oh, oh fuck off. You can't fight. Don't so stupid. Fighting. I'm just saying. Who, who's, who has beef with Ramjack? Who's the guy we were supposed to fight? Did you already close out the window? Oh, uh, yeah, I think his name was Dude Cotty. Dude Cotty. Ramjack will not it. fight you. We're not going to fight you. It's we're not going to fight you. I, I can't even, like, have a fake, like, talk to a computer with you because you're, you're the worst. I can't. It's stupid. We gave some people some fighting advice just now, but that wasn't official advice. It's time to play Giving Advice, the game. Yes. Um, this is a game that we always win because the only way to lose would be to not give advice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Alex, there's some uh -huh. people, there's people on a little website called LDS.net. We got some Mormons that have got, they've got some problems. Jumping scout troops from uh, Beautitious 1987. Oh, Hi, guys. I'm just a Beautitious 1987. Here is the situation. Our ward is dominated by one family. Three generations live in the ward. They are very cliquish, exclusionary, and rude. First of all, oh, what's with these gross giant Mormon families where one giant family can, like, make up the majority of, like, your church group? That's terrifying and gross. That is, that is terrifying. <laughs> um, but they're, they're cliquish, they're exclusionary, and rude. As an adult, I can handle this. I can make, I can, I make friend 
I make friend where I can. All right, Tarzan. <laughs> uh, I make friend where I can. Attend my meetings, fulfill my callings, and feel okay about staying in the ward. However, when it comes to scouts, my very physically active, fun-loving son doesn't want to attend scout meetings anymore because he feels left out and the other boys are often mean and gang up on him. Oh no. A friend of mine is having the same problem. We... So your friend also has a kid? Like, why don't they just friends together? Like, what's happening? Why don't happening? they get together, go on Rumbler, and call these kids out? <laughs> oh. We are considering moving our boys to the other ward scout troop. I don't know if this is allowed. What? <laughs> I don't know if this is allowed. I'm sure it's discouraged, but non-members can participate in our troops. Why not outside the boundary? Mormons are weird. Uh, yeah. I've even considered going outside the church for scouts, but I'm sure there will be problems with Sunday activities if I did that. I already have one son who is inactive, partially due to the situation. I feel conflicted. Any advice? Um, what's up with your family that everyone wants to make fun of them and hate them? I love this whole, like, can I, can, am I allowed to put my kids in another scout troop? Why not outside the boundary? The boundary? <laughs> what is this Mormon world where you're, like, all, like, locked into this shit? I know the Mormons, like, own, like, like Boy Scouts, um, and they're in charge of that shit now. Um, huh. So I, I don't know, like, what the actual rules are, but... Yeah, there may be actual rules as opposed to when we were kids and Scouts. Ugh. Though I don't know how long they've had a tyrannical grip on the Boy Scouts, if it they've, hasn't always been. Yeah, the I case. feel like I feel like they like they've been like they were they subtly like took hold, and then they had hold for a while, but they didn't like really it, it wasn't really out there until I think like the early two thousands. Hmm. Well, apparently, in their um, state, the Mormons have a very strict Boy Scout policy. Hmm. No ward can change their Boy Scouts just to another ward. Though I don't think that would be a big problem. I remember switching packs as a child and it being fine. Hmm. Like, what's the difference? It's just kids getting together and chatting. <sighs> doing weird things like squats until no kid can do squats again or building a birdhouse or... Oh, or building a toolbox and, like... Not being allowed to stain it properly. Yeah. You know, Put more no. on there. I don't think it needs any more stain. No, it needs some more. Does it? Alright. <laughs> gotta get it all stained up in there. I guess. Yeah, I don't... Take your kid out of Scouts. Yeah, like, fuck Scouts. It's gross. I, I really wonder about... Like, why are, are you... Did she say her kids are being bullied? Yes. Because this, because there's, because of this like super family that's like all up in the church. So the super family is bullying your kids, and not right. just your younger children, but your older child, because they, they're yeah. not in the scouts either because they get bullied. Well, they're pretty much out of the church because they're like done with that shit. Yeah, maybe change, maybe like, change churches. Like, just at, uh, I don't know. Don't be a Mormon. Like I <laughs> get out of get out of Utah. Don't, and head uh, head to the free, well, everywhere else but Utah. Yeah. Just stop being a Mormon. It's cool. Scouts. Oh, scouts are gross. Don't, like, just don't be a part of a club like that. <laughs> like, it's awful. I mean, it's not necessarily, I mean, yeah, the scouts are gross because of their whole Mormon tie-in. 
But yeah, being part of a club like that, where you pay dues and stuff, like, I mean... I'm okay with Girl Scouts, but it's just those Boy Scouts. It's like, it's oh, it's anti-gay, it's the Mormon shit. I mean, you're a Mormon, so I guess you're into that, but like, fucking hell, it's a terrible organization. Which do you think is worse, the Boy Scouts or fraternities? See, that's the thing. I was really trying to lump those together, because I feel like they're not dissimilar. Um, but I feel like... I mean, as shitty, as shitty as fraternities are, like, for some people, they do serve a purpose in the fact they get people, like, um, job networking connections. <laughs> um, hmm. It's interesting and, you go from uh, the practicality angle. I was, yeah. I was thinking that the Boy Scouts is better because you actually learn life skills while you're there. Or, okay, quasi-life skills. They have um, newer badges where it's like computer programming, where I guess you learn, like, theoretically, hope, how like to Objective make a fire. C. You don't need to make a fire. If you're in a situation where you need to make a fire, kill yourself. <laughs> Just kill yourself. <laughs> you don't need to make a fire. I do love that that's your go-to on that. Always. Are you in a place where you can't find water, but you have to get it from a cactus? Kill yourself. <laughs> yes. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Do you have no matches, and it's getting cold, and you can hear the cries of the wolves? Surrender. <laughs> mm Listen, I lived on the streets for six months. There was no time where I needed to make a fire. If you feel compelled, if you think this is the last, like, it's do or die, I gotta make this fire start or it's over, just end it. Like, listen, it gets gets pretty chilly um, in late October in Cincinnati. Um, At least it did that year. I never got close to making a fire. (laughs) All right? So you don't need to make a fire. (laughs) Why are you out? Why are you out in nature so much that you would have to have a fire? Fuck off! Like probably because you went camping with your scout buddies. Hey, just don't do that. I can't think of anything else besides the fire starting thing that Boy Scouts teaches children that they would just kill themselves if they couldn't do. I don't know which berries are safe to eat or not eat, and I'm hungry. Just kill yourself. Why are you in the forest foraging for berries anyway? Yeah. You goddamn gummy bears, stop. It's over. You know what? You should get a badge for planning ahead. (laughs) Pack a granola bar next time. That's what you get. It's over. You're already dead. Just die. Like, what, what what did you learn in Scouts, Alex? What did you learn in Scouts? I... I don't know. Yeah. I honestly can't think of anything. No. I I can't say that I learned how to fish in Scouts, because fishing is like a rudimentary skill if you have a fishing pole. It's not hard. Um, I I learned how to make, like, a little, uh, uh, um, a cross with some beads and, like, some plastic line, maybe? I learned the phrase, always be prepared. Or what's that other phrase that everyone says all the time? (laughs) Something about it's... (laughs) I have totally forgotten because uh, no one has ever fucking uh, said that in the history uh, of humanity. How exactly. intuitive am I? I guess I'm not an intuitive person, and that's why I've never heard it. Thanks. That's great, Alex. I'm glad you're not an asshole. Wow, that's the asshole test. Well, you know uh, what they always say. Well, like, you're an what asshole. do you? Uh, I'm just gonna Google now. What do you learn in, in the Boy Scouts? Boy always Scouts. be prepared. And I'm, I'm even like one in the hand is worth two in the bush. Is that what the Boy Scouts learn? <laughs> All right, I got. I'm just gonna pick up three top uh, pages I got here. Um, Popcorn is hard to get out of your teeth. Things Cub Scouts do. 
things Cub Scouts do. What is a Blue Cub and Gold Scout Banquets. Do? Oh. How so do I host banquets? a banquet for the community? Um, they, uh, camping. Uh, uh, oh, Pine Car Derbies. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Pine Car Derby. Yeah, you learn how to make a really shitty wood car. No, and Brad. How, and how to cheat the system. What you learn is, one, the powerful effects of gravity. And two, like you just said, how do you cheat the system? Yeah. <laughs> how to play by the rules and how to circumvent the rules is what you learn with Pine Garden Derby. Hmm. Or you got that broken heart. Yeah. You learn the names of different animals. Because <laughs> you have... <laughs> buy a book. The tiger cubs, the coyote thing, the weebelo, whatever that is. Uh, the eagle. Scouting is fun. Scouting has ideals. Scouting strengthens families. Helps boys, boys develop interests and skills. Non-specifically. How do you not develop interests just on your own? I don't know. What are, who are these slack-jaw yokels? <laughs> just, ah, no interest. I, I honestly can't remember. I mean, because in my mind, I'm going over things that happened in Scouts. Mm-hmm. I learned what sexism was at a young age in Scouts. Oh. Because there was a, I don't know what they call them, Den Mothers maybe? I don't know. There was a, some kid's mom who was a part of the Scouts. And one of the Scout leaders didn't like that because it's not a woman's place, the Scouts. Oh. So he frack, uh, split off and formed his own pack. Didn't last very long. Um, how to tie knots? How to tie knots. How many I knots? I to tie knots well before that, but... Yeah, first of all, a basic knot, everyone's already know how to tie. Um, what other knots have you ever needed in your life? Have you ever needed multiple knots? When have you used those knots? Um, well, I mean, I rarely use rope. If I was a rope person, maybe. Well, <laughs> how many rope people are there in the <laughs> world? <laughs> I don't know, maybe three? I don't <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. And what percentage of their life is dealing with rope? <laughs> their lives? Constant. Because okay. they are the rope people. <laughs> They're rare and dying breed, Brad. Oh. But that's the thing. I mean, Boy Scouts is, is antiquated. At least Girl Scouts have, have has modernized itself, and it's just, <sighs> let's get together and do fun stuff. Like, they, they do practical things for life. Boy Scouts, no one's going out into the woods and just living. You can I'm camp just, for a while still, and hang still out. I'm going through but, this uh, website. How to cook on a campfire. Website. How to cook on a campfire, Alex. Have uh, you ever needed to, to learn how to cook on a campfire? It's not hard, and I did learn how to make a fire and how to camp on one, but not at Boy Scouts. I learned how to do mm-hmm. it as an adult at um, Camp Quest. Ah. Uh, yeah, and I feel like, what cooking are you really doing? Uh, I mean, I never did any of the fucking camp out bullshits. No, you're But not. I'm like, it's fire. Like, what's so hard? Like, I don't know, uh, put a marshmallow on a stick? What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, putting a hot dog on a stick? Like, what? <laughs> holding it close to fire. Is it burnt? Then you did it too much. <laughs> like, I, what's the situation? Well, like, open flame, but they're talking about lo- using a skillet and... I guess getting the fire to a proper temperature and in a controlled state to where you can then use modern tools and not sticks. Because if you want to get technical with it, if you're out in the, the woods and you have to use a stick to uh, oh, yeah. eat something, or like use it as something to, as a cooking utensil, I believe Brad hit it on the head when he said, just kill yourself. Yes. Also, if you're out in the woods with all these fucking utensils and all of these fresh food items, like, well, why don't you just go to someplace with an oven? 
<laughs> now, some of you may be saying, but Alex, you guys already said that if you have to start a fire in the forest, just kill yourself. How would I get to the point of cooking something on the fire? Guys, sometimes the woods are crazy. Maybe you happen to pawn a forest fire and think, this is my chance to cook these hot dogs that are sealed and in my cargo I pants. Don't understand. Oh, God. <laughs> I need to get out my little knife and hold it close to the flames. Oh, no, a burnt. Ow, my fingers. Stop. When you saw Ow, that fire, flesh. when you saw that fire and touched uh, your pocket and realized that you had two day old. Uh, just uh, environment temperature hot dogs in your pocket. <laughs> That's the moment when you should have taken Listen, your life into your own hands. Here's here's what you need to do. Killed yourself. First, first, take out that knife. Second, I'll take off your belt buckle just in case yes. you don't want to yes. miss. Don't want to <laughs> miss. Stab yourself in the heart, not in the belt buckle, in the heart. I'm pretty sure there's a statistic that belt buckles save more lives than um. I would say probably most, definitely the rope, the like, rope was, people. Was Ben Carson like going up up against like a WWF guy that was like carrying like his big belt across his shoulder or something? That's what it was. What's happening in this He was this jealous scenario? of his cousin, Bobby, oh, and his ben, wrestling title. I didn't want to say anything, but I was, uh, I was, I was fighting my uh, my dear cousin uh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, oh, I didn't realize you were related. Yes, yes, uh, and. Uh, Luckily, my knife hit his uh, WWF champion belt. The real luck is that he won it that night, because if he had lost it, oh, man. Ah. It would have been a different... Ben wouldn't even be in the race. Wouldn't even be in the race. He would just be another one of those black people. (laughs) Jesus. Fucking hell. Like, it's such a racist... Like, the story you create for yourself is such racist bullshit. Like, conservatives are the worst. Alex, get somebody else that needs some advice. What's up? I love the advice ultimately was either stop going to the scouts or you'll eventually end up in a position where you'll have to kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. The choice is yours. Uh, Revelation in relation to anxiety. Whoa. Hi, guys. I'm just an Orion. Oh, star belt. (gasps) Bringing it back to the pyramids there, huh? Hell, oh, this is from 2013. How old is... If we, maybe we might even have done this before. I don't even know. I don't remember hearing about an Orion. Well, and who's I'm to say that the thread anyway. hasn't been recently this, updated? This thread has apparently been recently updated because uh, it's it's a hot topic. Um, <clears throat> Hello, all. So I'm just going to jump right in here. I'm facing a dilemma in regards to the girl I'm dating. To give a bit of background, and by a bit, I mean a lot, I'm a 24-year-old... RM. What's an RM? 24-year-old... It's gotta be something with, like, a doctor. I'm a a 24-year-old RM, and she's 21. Since my mission, I've dated quite a few girls without ever quite getting to a relationship. A couple of times, I would just get a bad feeling and would call it quits before things got worse. Wow. (laughs) Comma. Looking back, comma... I was never sure if this was a form of revelation, comma, or simply my anxiety kicking in. To make matters worse, comma, my anxiety can trigger depression, comma, which can trigger panic attacks. Now, comma, <laughs> the big question, as stated before, comma, <laughs> this dude loves his commas, I've broken up with a girl over these feelings, comma, they often come to <laughs> During prayer, our scripture study. 
<laughs> you break up with someone in the middle of scripture study? Oh, God. Ah, I got to break now, it up. Now, that's a subgroup of people I want to see. Like, it's I want to hear that story. People who've been the support group at a church of people who've been broken up with during Bible study. It's called people that eventually realize they're gay. <laughs> I oh. try to find a way around it if I like the girl. One time it Wait a minute, you were in a relationship you didn't like? I try to find a way around it if I like the girl. One time it did come to a panic attack, comma, at which point I promptly canceled a date to make the feeling go away. Parentheses. I did end up dating her a couple more times after that, comma, but things definitely went downhill after the incident. So now I'm seeing a girl that I'm really getting to like a lot. We aren't quite in a relationship, comma, but we're getting there. I've had the occasional doubt here and there, comma, but never anything serious, comma. We did break things off briefly because she's a bit torn between me and her missionary. He'll be coming home in a few months. Oh, Oh. scandal. But it only took a couple of days for things to start back up again. Now, comma, the dilemma. And now, the dilemma. <laughs> While watching conference today, comma, I went in hoping to find a bit of insight into whether or not a relationship was a good idea with this girl, comma, as I'm really starting to like her, comma. Unfortunately, comma, I started getting a sinking feeling watching the talks, comma, and by the end I was devastated, comma, almost sure that I should break up with her. I came home to pray about it and had to stop halfway as I almost had a panic attack. I'm having a panic attack reading this. <laughs> I believe every comma is just an escalation in his panic. Uh, <laughs> I took time to go talk to people as that usually helps prevent things from getting worse, comma. But I couldn't shake the feeling. By next conference, comma, it had it had come to the point where I was basically thinking I had to break up with the girl or deny my testimony of revelation. I hated the idea, comma, but gave into it. This brought a bit of relief, comma, and I was able to think clearly again. It's now later in the day, comma, and I've already seen her twice. I thoroughly enjoy her company, comma, so naturally I didn't break things off. Now I'm left with the question whether or not this was an answer to a prayer, comma, or just another bout of anxiety. Any takers, question mark? <laughs> Brad, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna offer the first words of wisdom or an opinion? I mean, well, first, uh, it goes without saying, grow the fuck <laughs> up and shut the fuck up! Um, second of all, you need to get laid. <laughs> yeah. The fact that he referred to as him having a panic attack and then having to cancel a date as the incident or something. Oh. I mean, that's... Stop right there, buddy. It's just, okay. I just... Just chill. Just get that out of your system and get on with having some kind of a life. You're... You're 20... You're a 24-year-old RM. I mean, come on. Okay, I did look up acronyms for RM, and these are what it... This is what it could mean. Uh-huh. It could mean a resource manager. Mm. Um, it could mean uh, a revenue manager. It could mean reference model. Mm-mm. It could mean a Royal Marine, which I doubt because that's no. British. It Whoa. could be Ricky Martin, oh. or it could be Rockman. <laughs> oh, he's a Rockman. Or the real McCoy. Oh, I don't know which one it is. What if he's a real man, Rock, <laughs> real Rockman McCoy? 
What if it's... <laughs> I'm still holding out for Ricky Martin. I am too. I'm a 24-year-old Ricky Martin. <laughs> uh, maybe it's... Uh, what about our religious missionary, maybe? That could be what it is. That, that wasn't I, in the top 50 I don't, I don't think, RM acronyms. I don't think they would say I'm a religious missionary. You just say you're a missionary, so I don't think that works either. But I'm Because I guessing. can be a missionary, not be religious. Duh. Yeah. A recent missionary... Returning, returning missionary. Oh, it could be a returning, returning missionary. missionary. And this girl's ah. waiting for her returning missionary. I love that uh -huh. little part of this candle. Ah. But that doesn't give him the anxiety. What gives him anxiety exactly? Just the thought oh, of being around the, a woman? Just the thought. These girls, they're not... Uh, he gets these feelings that are revelations from God or some such nonsense. He needs some medication, right? Yeah. Besides, besides anxiety so medication, many medications, he needs, he needs, he needs a therapist. So, he needs so many pills. Just so many pills. And How like, are these women? Okay, look, I know that the more they don't, need, they don't even necessarily need to be legal. Just, just some pills. <laughs> just take random pills. Look, there's a girl named Molly. You need to just hang out with. Her name's Molly. I want to introduce you to her. You're gonna have a revelation. Yeah, you're gonna have a real revelation. It's gonna fix you right up. Like, what kind of dating pool... Because, returned okay. missionary. Returned missionary. Nice. That's what it is. Well done, Brad. Well done. Yes! Mystery solver. I'd still like to think it's a returning Martin. A returning Ricky Martin, if you <laughs> will. But... I prefer to think it's a rock man. <laughs> Hello. Oh, shucks. I keep having these revelations that these girls, they say they like me, but... Oh, God. Who wants to be with a rock man? <laughs> Oh, I just can't get it through this thick skull that I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life because I'm made of rocks. How are women still dating this kid? Because if he has severe anxiety, you can't hide that during a date. There's a lot of hyperventilating. There's a lot of paper bags. There's a lot of, I'm sorry this doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen all the time. There's a lot of like, nervous tics. Like, oh, how just, slim is the Mormon dating pool that even though he is ridden with anxiety, that these women still date him? Yeah, well, that's... I mean, that's... That's that's it, though. That's it. Like, Mormos. <sighs> it's oh, a weird Mormos. world. Oh, the Mormos. So, uh, yeah. Um, take some pills. Start drinking. Uh... <laughs> Have sex. It's cool. Just with anyone. It doesn't really even matter. Like you don't like it doesn't have to just just do it. Just get that over with. Calm the fuck down. Grow <laughs> up. You rock man. <laughs> Brad, um let's let's turn from the Mormons for just a second. Sure. These anxiety filled, uh doomed Boy Scouts that are the Mormons. Mm-hmm. And let's turn to uh, Kotaku, and let's give the video game nerds some love. Okay. Well, Well, maybe on. not that love. Maybe not. Okay. I, I, I misspoke, uh, friend. I misspoke. Everyone, oh boy. listen, if you will, to this person's problem. Dear Ramjack, I have a tough one for you, but I'm really hoping you can help me out. I have been putting, I have been putting writing this letter off for several months, Aww. as I'm not sure how to put my issues into words. No. Oh. According to internet legend, I will I'll be a wizard soon. What? What? According to internet legend, I'll be a wizard soon. Um <laughs> That's a nice way of saying 
I'll turn 30 soon, and I'm a virgin. And that's not gonna change. Yikes. I had written a lengthy letter explaining my situation, but thought an analogy to spare the details. Think of being, on, being in prison sentenced to life. That's just to say that the usual, you have to go out there and meet people, or you just have to be patient advice simply doesn't apply to me. Um. And it's not, oh, you're just thinking that way. Um, you really need to explain yourself, kid, because I don't understand. Yeah, like, that's... Are you trapped in, like, Despondos? Is this? <laughs> that's right! It's me! Aww, poor dad. All they have here are ghost dicks, damn it! I'm no, one wants to, no one wants to fuck the dark, ruthless overlord of the Horde. That for, some the... Re that for some reason on this podcast sounds like Skeletor. <laughs> Just deal with it. Listen, listen, new listeners, you had your time. You got to deal with it now. On this podcast, Hordak talks like Skeletor because nobody wants to do a Hordak voice. We'll probably have to do one for He-Man and She-Ra Christmas because they're both on it. Well, Skeletor we'll and Hordak, we'll unless we both audio. take we'll turns doing the their audio. voice. There you go. We'll just pretend. We should do a we should do an internet redubbing of He-Man and She-Ra where we just redub the voice of Hordak. <laughs> <laughs> just to rewrite history to where we're right. No, no, no. Go back to the go back to the original cut. I think it's on YouTube under original cut. <laughs> You'll see they changed the voices later. The original cut sounds just like Skeletor. <laughs> All right, so go. what's uh, what's happening with with uh, Virgin Hordak? I'm not a social lamp. I have friends that I what? enjoy their company. A fantastic so job with more than I can spend pay. Wait, wait, go back to I'm not a social what? I'm not a social lamp. Oh, oh. Hey, listen, I'm not a social lamp. <laughs> oh, okay. I have friends, saying, right. and I even enjoy their company. I have Fine, a fantastic but... job, and I, I I make more money than I can spend. You know. Well, you're. But I feel, like, I feel like my life is empty and meaningless without a romantic involvement. Oh Lately, I think I've developed depression, and the thought of living this way for my, my remaining years aches me. I love books, video games, that's how I found Kotaku, or Ramjack, fantastic website slash podcast, by the way, and movies. They're great and keep me busy, but once I'm off, wait, but once I'm off of that, it's back to feeling miserable. But like, there's like dating websites. Lower Here's your standard. Thing. Lower your standards. That's what Here's I. That's thing. my advice already. Here's the thing. These are my questions. One, can one have a meaningful and fulfilling life without sex and relationships? You can't. And two, <laughs> is it possible to kill, or at least decrease oh, the boy. sexual desire in any way? Ooh, well, I yes, truly that, wish that also is possible, but you, you don't want to do that. <laughs> I truly wish I was asexual. The constant need is just a bother. I have read a lot about this online. <laughs> oh boy. But I couldn't find any answers. Well, you haven't tried. And it seems like there's no solution. Well, there's Thank all you. the solutions. Thank you, I appreciate your time. Signed, Zephnab, the Untouched. Oh boy. First of all, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Get your shit together. Like, what's wrong? What's the situation? Are your standards too high? Are you gross looking? Are you just like a loser asshole? You say you've got friends, so clearly you can you can associate with humans. Get on the internet and meet somebody, cause like everybody like wants to like date people. Like, there's like I don't understand. It's not it, it's not reasonable. It's not. 
Brad, but we missed something here. Or at least I think you missed it because of the answer you gave. He shot down every one of the traditional advice, like, adv advice. I, I almost don't want to say advices, but that's not a word. It doesn't make any sense. The plural of advice is advice. Um, he shot down all that traditional advice by saying, look, I'm not a social imp, blah, blah, blah. It's not about getting out there. My situation, though I painstakingly talk around it and never say what it is, besides being an almost 30-year-old wizard virgin, let's just say that it's like having a prison sentence, sentence for life. I'm not going to have a relationship. Something is keeping me. Now, I don't know what that is, but that's bullshit. Fuck you. Get out you, there and find a relationship. Are you the Phantom of the Opera? Like, are you? What are if you it was horrifically the Phantom? Dis are you horrifically disfigured? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, get on a fucking dating site and like meet a person, because like everybody's there wanting to date people. Like, they, but there's, I can't. there's no shame in that shit because everybody's there for the same fucking reason. Like, just if do you it. Would, if you want to have sex, it's the easiest thing in the world. I don't understand. If you want to have sex and you have so much money, yeah, if you are this hung up on it, then maybe, maybe get a prostitute. Definitely. Just, like a high-end prostitute. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Because you like, obviously are, you're putting yourself in the corner to where you look, look, all this traditional advice of getting out there and putting myself out there emotionally, fuck that. I can't do it. I can't do it. All right, well then go do something else, like get a prostitute. Yeah, our, if you don't our, want like, a meaningful relationship with people, well then... The go on one of those weird websites, like the sugar daddy, like, bullshits. Yeah. Like, find somebody that just, is like a gold digger that just wants money. Because you just need, like, a half-assed relationship anyway, just to, like, get your, like, life together. So that you can stop being a mopey weirdo. Yeah. And yeah, it's totally possible to live your life without a constant source of sex and or a relationship. Not for At this guy, At least a romantic not. relationship. Not for this guy, it's not. Well, that's the thing. It's not... There, there's a lot of people I've met who are like this, and it's weird and depressing in the fact that this is a problem that people seem to have or think that they have. Is that dismissing it or belittling it in a way? I mean, the actual problem, I would say, is this guy's inability to... I, I don't I understand guess, this guy's I'm trying problem. To think, yeah, it's it's hard to kind of pin down. There's obviously something keeping him, whether it is a disfigurement or something. It's, so it's, it's not keeping him from being highly social with friends and or having a job. So it can't yeah. be that bad. So it, like, I ju I just feel like you, you. It's like super low confidence, and like I don't, and maybe too high standards. Like have a fucking like. Fine then. If you, if your standards are too high, then spend that fucking money. Get yourself a gold digger training wheels relationship. Yeah, get those training wheels on. I really think to help people lower their expectations in this respect, maybe there should be a website or some sort of tool. We'll say an app, just because those are popular. Um, that ranks you. Upload your all your information. What am I? Yeah. Look, you're a three. Here's a whole bunch of other threes. Would that okay, help? I'm Wait a minute. I actually think that could be a market for a new online dating app. Th that is a great idea for an app. But here is Holy my idea. Fuck. Okay. I want to slum it tonight. Let's see some fives. <laughs> let's get all of these friends of yours together, and you're going to have a party. And here's what's going to happen. <laughs> Each of them are going to pick a. Are, you're going to set up a dating profile. They're going to help you write all this shit. They're yes. going to take photos. You guys are going to go shopping. You're going to. They're going to try to make you not look weird and gross. Um. And then they are each going to pick out two people um, that you should pursue. Then you got six people, and you don't get to you don't get to reject any of them. Yes, 
do that. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Besides growing up and shutting up, that's a good idea. Yeah. Then there's, there's no pressure on you because you didn't even pick the people. Your friends did. And then, like, like worst case scenario, you could say, Oh, man, that person you set me up with was terrible. Fine. I might also suggest maybe getting out into the world. Because the things that he said that he likes are very solitary experiences for the most part. I love video games and movies and... I think he said books. That's yeah, great. I, I can't. I can't. I can't suggest someone get into the world because the world sucks. Like, True. and this dude. What's this dude gonna do in the world? Also, what's in the know. world? I don't understand the world. Fuck the world. <laughs> From the man who said, "If you have to, if you ever find yourself in the situation where you need to make fire, just kill yourself." Yeah, we got the internet for a reason. Like we this do. dude. Listen, this dude isn't isn't ready for the world, and I can't endorse the world because I sure as fuck don't fuck with the world. All right, okay, that's that's fair enough, friend. That's fair enough. So, yes, throw that party. I like that idea. I also really like that idea of an app that ranks... Yeah, that's a, that's a solid that idea. Straight up... Harsh reality. Let's call, let's call it Harsh Realities. Yeah, Harsh Reality is the app. It's the dating app. Know where you are stand. You a, are you a 10 or a 1? Hook up with other 1s and or 5s or 6s. I and mean, there's actual science behind part of that as far as like we've talked about it on the show before where you tend to gravitate toward what your number is know what your number is this app will tell you and if you don't like it fair enough Mm. but we get results damn it I really like that idea that's a good idea does that exist already how does that not exist already other than the fact that it might right other than the fact that it might be too harsh and no one oh, wants yeah, to be a lot of bullying. A lot, of, a lot of bullying going on. Well, what do you mean? How did we decide what number's what? We have a complex algorithm. We've never been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not a one. I am not a one. You're a Sorry. one. Sorry. You in your stats. We saw that you had <laughs> a rumbler on your phone. Because we also, you didn't know this, but we tap into your phone and get some data from it. Hmm. Sometimes it's more than just a picture and information. We'll know. If you're trying to if you're trying to say, if you upload your friend's picture and they're like, they're a solid six, just from looks, we'll get that extra metadata and we'll find out, nope, you're a cloaked too. That hmm. ain't your picture. Hmm. That's a website. I want to see cloaked twos. <laughs> That's just, a tum- that's just a Tumblr I want to see. Cloaked out twos. Cloaked twos. It's, 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 it's a subreddit for a community. It's a lot of awkward people like sitting, like waiting on on uh, on their dates to arrive. <laughs> then people that have just like walked by and like kept walking. There's a lot of photos that are like, "Hey, are you? Are you? Did you? Ah. Patrick? Cloaked two. Oh no, he got me." <laughs> Cloak two. I love the idea of cloaked out twos. <laughs> ah! Oh no! They found me. <laughs> they know. I thought I'd get away with it with my charming personality. <laughs> cloaked twos, saving you <laughs> from a dating disaster. I'm game. I'm gonna float this around tomorrow uh, amongst the app developers and see what's up. Indeed. Um. Alex, I got another person that needs some advice. What up? We're going to uh, Reddit for a second to check Ooh. out my favorite subjects. <laughs> is when I saw shadow people. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, I'm just a Stacy. 
That's uh, S-T-A-C-E-E-Y. Stacy. A few years ago, I was still living at home when I woke up about 12-2 a.m. Somewhere in there. The moonlight shined through my curtains, placing a triangle-shaped light on my wall. What's with your curtains? Yeah. I, lowercase I, saw something moving in the light I sat up. I, lowercase I, saw something moving in the light I sat up, comma. I got closer to see what was moving, and it was two little shadows walking around just on the light bit. Ellipses. Oh, I think that's a, I think that's a slanty face. <laughs> it's a colon and a slash, so. I'm not sure what the hell it was. I touched it, and it was just my wall with shadow figures moving, exclamation, or question mark. There was, comma, arbitrary commas today. There was <laughs> what looked to be, comma, a man rocking on his rocking chair holding a shotgun, comma, and a lady with a bun on her head, comma, she looking like she was walking upstairs with a tray, lowercase w, when she reached the guy, they looked as if they faced towards me and disappeared, ellipses, please help if anyone knows WTF it could be, question mark, lowercase i, I'm not on drugs either, exclamation point. Alex, what could this be? There was there um, was a, there was a man rocking in his rocking chair, holding a shotgun, and a yeah. lady with a bun on her head, um, walking upstairs with a tray. Now, um, it's she reached the hear, guy, and they faced each other and disappeared. It's hard to hear through the wonders of the internet at times. Are you saying she had a bun on her head, as in like a bread bun, as in a bun to make a sandwich? Well, I assume uh, probably uh, her hair was in a bun, but she oh. also she also could have had a bun on her head. Who knows? Because the insanity in this made me forget that a, the word bun can also refer to a woman's hairstyle <laughs> and not a sandwich bun. <laughs> I because mean, it's entirely possible that she had a, uh, a Kaiser roll on her head. Why would you... Because it seems awkward to me that you would make that distinction among other distinctions you could make. The most... The, the, the one thing that you paid most attention to to that old man in the rocking chair was the shotgun, which makes sense. There's a weapon in the room. You look toward the weapon. Well, now she But was, the woman is like, oh, there's nothing special about her. She just has a bun on her head. Well, she was her also... She was walking upstairs with a tray, so maybe the oh. bun... Maybe, maybe, you know, the tray was too full of food. She couldn't carry the bun, so she had to put it on her head. I'm sorry. I missed the tray part, and I'm sorry. What was this? This was a really intense acid trip. Because there's... Um, Alex, you're missing the last almost sentence. Uh, lowercase, I'm not on drugs either. Actually, it's M. M not... Uh, lowercase, <laughs> I am not on drugs either. M not on drugs either, exclamation point. So... Um, well, on drugs, they could mean I'm not on prescription drugs. People who take drugs have different ideas of what drugs are and aren't. Hmm... That's All true. I'm saying is there could also be a gas leak in the house. It could have been a very vivid dream, mm. which in almost every case these seem to be mm-hmm. when studied. Um, well, Alex, she knows all the details. It was somewhere between 12 and 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> 
very very conscious doing that that part. Yeah. Very lucid as far as um what was going on with the time. Now there's a triangle on our wall from the curtains. A triangle on the wall of the curtains. There were shadows that danced around, and suddenly a man with a shotgun and a woman with a tray, and the weirdest Kaiser roll I've ever seen atop her head. What is this? Can um, I just read you my favorite comments? Um, there's a lot of people like, no, you're just dreaming. It's dreaming. It's a hallucination. Um, and then our buddy, Gordon the Gopher. <laughs> <laughs> best username ever. Hi, I'm just a Gordon the Gopher. Shadow people are a campfire tale. So it was just a tim- it was just a tired mind half-dreaming things. <laughs> Shadow people are a campfire tale. So it was just a tired mind half-dreaming things. <laughs> okay. That's, that's how he Gopher. talks in everyday life. Shadow that's how the Gopher are rolls. Dear sir, I am Gordon the Gopher, and let me tell you this. Shadow people are a campfire tale, so it was just a tired mind, half-dreaming things. Good day, sir. I am Gordon the Gopher, signing off. <laughs> Gordon the Gopher, soon to be high wizard of the internet. <laughs> um, And then a uh, uh, fella, Dan Jutsu. Dan Jutsu says... How old is your house? <laughs> the moonlight shining through may have just highlighted one of your house's memories. Did you feel a deep sense of fear or sadness watching the shadows? Lights, light some incense so that the smoke rises past the spot. The smoke will obscure your vision into the shadow plane. Or it will draw the spirit to the spot and you can see them again. It will also work to hang a picture there. If it falls, you'll know something is up. There's, okay, Brad, Brad, listeners, I may be in a very weird point right now in the evening, in life, physically, I don't know, but when you said hang a picture there, in my mind, there was a crazy person hanging, trying to hang a picture in smoke <laughs> in that thin <laughs> veil of the astral plane because of the way that the sentence is worded. Oh. Try to hang a picture in the smoke. <laughs> if it falls straight to the ground, nah, you're dreaming. But if it doesn't. Tell me. I've never got it to work. That's ridiculous. Shadow people are a campfire tale. <laughs> Just a tired mind, half-dreaming things. <laughs> I love oh, the gopher guy. Oh, Gordon the gopher. You, sir. You're a cad. <laughs> yeah, it's... By the way, I just I just pulled up Gordon the Gopher. Um, he's moved from the UK to the USA. <laughs> Don't regret a thing. And he doesn't regret a thing. Um, Gordon the Gopher, are you okay? You moved from the UK to the US and you don't regret it? I think saying you don't regret it might mean that somewhere deep down inside of your heart of hearts you regret it. Because yeah, why you would you say it, you yeah. don't regret it? Gordon the Gopher, do you have like mad dollars and you can afford like health insurance? Because Maybe. Manzies. Oh my. I worked with a guy named Gordon who was from the UK and moved here. Could it be? What? Is he Gordon the Gopher? I she, doubt it. Usually I'm like, hey, are you uh, Gordon the Gopher on Reddit? <laughs> hey, Gordon, ellipses, the Gopher question mark? Mm-hmm. Or just send him that quote. Shadow people are nothing but a campfire tale. A tired mime half dreaming at best. <laughs> And then he'll be like, how do you know my secret? That's, you know what? I think we've helped a lot of people, Brad. We, we've helped so many people. I love helping people on Ramjack. It's it's what we're best at. We're helpers. We're helpers first. Um, What are we second? What are, okay. 
First, Whoa. we're helpers. Second, we're... Ooh. I would like to think entertaining. Is second, that too much to second, say? Second, we're entertainers. Third, we're heroes. <gasps> helpers, Fourth. entertainers, heroes, and then... What's four, Alex? What's the next one? Bravehearts. Bravehearts. Nice, nice. Fighters, find us on find us on Rumbler. <laughs> find us on Rumbler. We'll fuck you up. Brad, I'll kick your ass. I'll kick your ass like you stole something. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brad, we've been going for a while, but if if you'll humor us, and by us, for some reason, I was speaking on behalf of our of our listenership, okay. and maybe the cats and the Panther times inside the room. All right, I'll allow uh, it, Counselor. Let's. Should we play a game of how does it end? I love a game. Now, listeners will remember, we played something similar to this not too long ago. Well, okay, we played this game, where I read Brad uh, a book synopsis off of Amazon, and then he told us how it ended. I, because Brad... Because I'm intuitive. I'm intuitive. My fifth thing intu- is I'm intuitive. He's he's very intuitive. That's not my fifth thing. It's something else. Like, right. Brad and I match on the first four things, but it's the fifth thing that separates us and really why we're friends. Right. Brad's very intuitive. I'm intuitive. Alex is reliable at making posters. Yes, and that's the thing that keeps this train a-chugging down the track. But <laughs> that being said... <laughs> Brad, I have new books for you to tell us using oh. your because Brad is an award-winning playwright. Like he's a, he's an actual mm. writer. True. Critically acclaimed, internationally award-winning playwright. He knows what's up, so he can just by the synopsis of a book, mm. he can tell us how it will end accurately. Mm. I would wager. Or better. <laughs> or better. Maybe how should it end is another game. Um um Brad, here's a here's a book. It's called Placebo Junkies. Oh. It was just released this past October on the 27th. Mm-hmm. Placebo Junkies. Meet Audie, professional lab rat, guinea pig, serial human test subject. For Audie and her friends, volunteering for sar- pharmaceutical drug trials means a quick fix and easy cash. Sure, there's the occasional nasty fi- side effect, but Audie's got things under control. If Monday's pill causes a rash, then Tuesday's ointment usually clears it right up. Wednesday's injection soothes the sting of Tuesday's cure. And Thursday's procedure makes her forget all about Wednesday's headache. By the time Friday rolls around, there's plenty of cash in hand and perhaps even a slot in a government-funded study. Because weekend! But the best fix Wait, wait, wait. Because weekend? What? I think that there's a government study that happens on the weekend that she's excited about. Oh, okay. That she'll get even more money. Jackpot. Jackpot. That was a terrible sentence, all right. It really was. But the best fix of all is her boyfriend, Dylan, whose terminal illness just makes them even more compatible. He's turning 18 soon. So Audie is saving up to make it an unforgettable birthday. That means more drug trials than ever before, but Dylan's worth it. No pain, no gain, Audie tells herself as the pills wear away at her body and mind. No pain, no gain, she repeats as her grip on reality starts to slide. Oh boy. How's it in, Red? Uh, well listen, here's the thing. Um. 
Listen, she's doing irreparable damage to her body in a in a very medically ir- irresponsible way. I don't know why she's being allowed to do all these studies. No, because this how is a, is she how is she allowed? She's to a do terrible all candidate for these studies. Yes. Um, they, they, are there no controls? Um, is she lying? Like, what's happening? Um, well, I think, like, either what's going to happen is, uh, well, what does happen is either, um, you know, a situation where, oh, like, she's, you know, she's, she's trying to do these things, but what she's actually come across with is a cure inside of herself. Because, because of all these crazy drugs, her immune system has created some crazy thing. Oh. And when she bangs it out with Sicky McGee, um, the terminally ill Dylan. Yes, her antibodies are going to cure him because <gasps> she's been introduced to all these medical things. Um, oh. Is this going to make any scientific sense? Absolutely not. In a way, it's the modern day fairy tale where, like, a prince will kiss a princess and she yeah. awakes, or of- the tears of a prince will make, or a woman will make someone not blind anymore. Right. Yeah. But then harsh realities. The, <laughs> harsh realities. The actual end of the book is no. That was just like all a coma dream. Uh, her boyfriend <gasps> died while she was in a coma because she was on too many fucking drugs because she was doing all these stupid tests in a medically irresponsible way. Ooh. He's dead. She was in a coma. She goes into the week-long study with this intention, and she lives in her coma state months. And when she wakes up at the end of the week, they say, sorry, your boyfriend Dylan passed away. But good news, weekend! (laughs) That's the last (laughs) line in the book. Nice. We're all going camping, and she kills herself. (laughs) Because that's what you do. She looks at a pack of matches and just kills herself. The Placebo Junkies. Brad, that's the best ending to a book I think I've... I mean, with that premise... For it to end that way is amazing. Mm. Okay, I'm going to find the proper synopsis for this one. This book is called Need, Brad, and it was just released this November 3rd. Whoa! Tagline, no one gets something for nothing. We all should know better. (laughs) You know what they say, no one gets something for nothing. We all should know better. When a new social network pops up, Promising to fulfill any need. 16-year-old Kylie knows it's too good to be true. It's one thing to deliver new phones, computers, and sports equipment, but how can an anonymous site give Kylie what she needs? A kidney for her little brother. Ugh. Kylie joins Need to please her to please her best and only friend, Nate, who starts to worry when need begins asking users to complete tasks in exchange for getting what they want. The tasks seem harmless enough at first, until a student runs well until a student turns up dead, and Kylie finds out the lengths to which some people will go to get what they think they need. What? That is very confusing. That's how does it end, Brad? That's it. That's the I synopsis. I don't really I you're gonna have to go through that again, because I have fucking Maybe if I read it with a more chipper tone, it'll help set up a, a different pace. Maybe I was reading it too. When a new social network pops up, promising to fulfill any need, 16-year-old Kylie knows it's too good to be true. It's one thing to deliver new phones, computers, or sports equipment, but how can an anonymous site give Kylie what she needs? 
A kidney for a little brother? Wait, so a social network is gonna give a kidney to a brother? How's a social network... A social network... How to serve man is a cookbook. How to serve man is a cookbook. <gasps> it's a cookbook. Ah. God, that was, an, that was an awesome Twilight Zone. Those, that kidney was been marinated for months. <laughs> it's served with farmer beans. No! So she joins Nee basically to please her friend Nate, which makes no sense because if someone's giving away kidneys, you think he would just join it to save your brother. Yeah. What a jerk. <laughs> I bet she's very intuitive. Um, but it begins to ask people, Nee begins to ask users uh, to complete tasks to in exchange for getting more stuff. Seems harmless at first, but then a student turns up dead, and then Kali finds out the links to which some people will go to get what they think they need. Brad, how does it end? Um, it's a cookbook. It's a straight up cookbook. <laughs> like, uh, it's a listen. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of assholes in San Francisco. Um, <laughs> like this is this is what they're doing now. Like they they've bought up and jacked up all the rent. Um, they had to decrease the the surplus population of people they've been kicking out. So what do they mm-hmm. do? They start forming a social network to figure out who to cannibalize. <laughs> They're giving them whatever they want. Why? Because they got the money. They can do that. They're these rich tech startup <gasps> assholes. Oh. They've created a social network where, yeah, of course, they get all the money in the world, and they're in the USA, in San Francisco. Of course they can afford to make all your wishes and dreams come true. Then they eat you. That's it. It's a that is an awesome twist to need. It's a cookbook. It's, it, they're cannibals. It's not aliens. They're cannibals. They're humans. They're just assholes. They're rich tech startup assholes. They probably are cool with you getting free stuff because, like you said, it's just iPhones fall yeah. off trees over there. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure they've genetically engineered a tree to grow one. But but what happens is they start, like, giving that stuff for free. But if you get if you get a little bit too into it, like, if you request too many things, they know mm-hmm. that person right there. Let's just scoop them right up and put them right into this little pot and give it a little stir. Keep your head down. <laughs> I know it's hot. It's a hot tub. Put in the carrots. That's... I think you got it, Thread. That's how it ends. What happens to Kylie and her and her friend Nate? Um, they get eaten. You're saying? Yeah, they get eaten. Yeah. What happens to the little brother? He dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He dies. Is he rich? He dies. <laughs> yeah, kidneys don't. Kidneys are just around. Need. All right. Okay, Brad. So far, I think you're batting a thousand on these. I want to read these books now, knowing the ending. Yeah. Wow, I, I, I was just actually looking through. I was going to pull one up for you, and then I come across Need. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's that book. It's super pop. It's brand new, Brad, and it's hitting the young adult charts as a topper. Uh, Brad, here's another book for you to, again, tell us how it ends, please. It's called The Rest of Us Just Live Here. It was released on October 2nd. I mean, October 6th. Oh. What if you aren't the chosen one? You're not. The one who's supposed to fight the zombies or the soul-eating ghosts or whatever the heck this new thing is with that blue light and the death thing. What if you're like Mikey who just wants to graduate and go to prom and maybe finally work up the courage to ask uh, Hannah out before... Hannah, my bad. I cannot read. Ask Hannah out before someone goes and blows up the high school again because sometimes there are problems bigger than this week's end of the world and sometimes you just have to find the extraordinary 
in your ordinary life, even if your best friend is worshipped by mountain lions. Oh, fuck this book. Fuck this book. <laughs> How does it end for Mikey and Hannah and the mountain, the friend worshipped by mountain lions? Here's, here's a harsh reality. This is how it ends. Um, in the end, he becomes some stupid hero begrudgingly. But it's really winking and nodding and stupid as fuck. And in the end, everyone has a good laugh and thinks they're clever. And the asshole that wrote this pats himself on the back and cashes a check. And then he like develops a social media website where he actually gives people whatever they want. And then he eats them. <laughs> You really into people eat cannibalism is a harsh reality. I'm just, I'm just the saying West Coast. the person, the person. No, I'm saying in real life, the person that wrote that book then took that money and started a social network where they could eat people because the person that wrote that book is a terrible person. Part of me wonders if at some point, because there's like a new world-ending dilemma that hits the high school, and there's something about blue lights and the death. Part of me makes wonders if this is just like a whole like metaphor for living in a war-torn region of the world or something. I'm sure it's not. No. Given it's, the cover, is, that would be that out of shitty, the nowhere. This is that shitty Red Shirts book, but for, like, Harry Potter. That's what it, this okay, is. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. It's Red Shirts for Harry Potter. Yeah. What happens to the Ravenclaws, who you, or Hufflepuff, who you never hear about through the whole goddamn book series? Wait, you This what, is the Hufflepuff's the group of, The group of kids that are the dumb ones? <laughs> Harry Potter's so stupid. There's the evil kids... Um, the smart kids that are kind of arrogant, um, the dumb kids, and the kids that are overall good at everything. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Know your place in Harry Alex, Potter. Alex, I got a book for you. What's up? Um, this is The Ruby Circle, a Bloodlines novel. Sidney Sage is an alchemist. One of a group of humans who dabble in magic and serve the serve to bridge the worlds of humans and vampires. They protect vampire secrets and human lives. After their secret romance is exposed, Sydney and Adrian find themselves facing the wrath of both the alchemists and the mor- and the Moroi. In this electrifying Jesus. New York Times best-selling series. When the life of someone they both love is put on the line, Sydney risks everything to hunt down a deadly former nemesis. Meanwhile, Adrian becomes enmeshed in a puzzle that could hold the key to a shocking secret about spirit magic. A secret that could shake the entire Morai world. Huh? What's gonna happen? Wow. What's the secret? That this, what's this puzzle secret he's found? So, Sydney, her name is Sydney, right? Yes. Sydney and Adrian live in a world where there's the vampires and the alchemists, mm-hmm. and they have some kind of weird magic. So are Morore... Wait, how do you say? How did you say that? Uh, the Moroi. M O R O I. I'm not gonna be able to pronounce that, so I'm gonna mispronounce it every time I say it until I decide on something in my head that I can just say because I can't say that. So the Moror, the are they the vampires? Maybe. I'm guessing they are. I'm going to guess they are as well, because there's humans, vampires, and alchemists, apparently, that are bridging the gap. Who is her formal, former nemesis? Who wronged this woman? That's what I'm trying to think of. That's Guys, listen. Brad is obviously the storyteller here. We know this. He's a writer. I may have dabbled a few times in my life. I don't have the instincts he has, so it takes me longer to get there with these books. But I'll tell you how it ends. 
Okay. Comes to the end because obviously Sydney and uh, Adrian are in love. True. They find out the secret that all this magic stuff comes from. The secret of spirit magic. Spirit of se- the secret of spirit magic. Mm-hmm. Now there's a whole bunch of side plot about the vampires and this Ugh. nemesis. Fuck that. No one gives a shit about that. No I'll way. go ahead and tell you what happens. Sydney almost dies, but Adrian saves her. Mm-hmm. And why? Because he masters spirit magic. Duh. Obvious. Here's the thing. At the end, huh? They find they they save everyone from the uh, the nemesis. Mm-hmm. They're there, and they're. Adrian tells her, look, spirit magic is cyclical. The only way to keep it going and keeping our world in a balance, some would say in balance because magic is involved, is for us to sacrifice ourselves oh. to the Marori spirit thing. Mm-hmm. And it has to be us, Sydney, because it's what's been destined. It's what everything in our life has been leading up. That sound is a car. A Google automatic driven car (laughs) that hits Adrian. Sydney screams no! As all the magic suddenly starts to disappear in a wave fly up into a tiny hole in the sky that goes to another dimension and suddenly everything is mundane humdrum again and her love of her life is dead. Because he found out too late, and no one regulated those Google streetcars, and it decided that magic should die. And maybe that's okay. Maybe that's what Google was thought was okay the whole time. I don't know. I like it. I like it. That's how it ends. That's how it ends. Crack. Now, a lot of people would say the car wreck, like the, a car slamming into someone is overused. But I can guarantee you, no one saw that coming in this book. <laughs> Not a damn person. No. That's why it's going to be a bestseller. That's that's why it's a hit. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's been a pleasure, as always, to be here with Brad. And as we said, next week there will be a return to form where we watch Belvedere. And again, the stakes have never been sky high to this magnitude before. Oh, so high, I am very stressed. Send Brad words of encouragement. You can oh. phone him and me at 979-476-9877. For short, that's 979-GROW-UP-7. Yes. Call him and give him encouragement. Please. Go to the Facebook page and send him his the encouragement that he needs. Our money. You can send me money, too. That, that's very encouraging. Some people consider money a form of encouragement. I, it's the greatest form of encouragement. Studies have been done, mm. and I think people have decided that that can be an encouraging factor. What would be more encouraging than a, than a giant, just a bank account, just bursting with dollars? Some people think that prayer is a form of encouragement. Fuck you. You're wrong. No, it's not. No, not. You tell me whether prayer is in a form of encouragement. Go with those Boy Scouts you love so much, the fucking wilderness, and yeah. see how many of you come back alive. I'm going to guarantee you not many, Mm-mm. because it's a harch world out there in the deserts of Utah. It's harsh. harsh. It's harsh. Prayer doesn't harsh. help anyone, but no. well wishes? Meh. But money. Money. Cold-hearted cash. Dollars. Cheddar. 
That's what not cheddar cheese. I'm, I'm obviously using it. Money. I, no, Just don't, send don't, money. Don't, don't How melt about cheddar. tens like, and twenties? It's very hot in Florida. The cheese is gonna melt in the post. It's gonna be terrible. Yes. It's just gross. Just send dollars, dollars. Just send those. Um, email you can, us. Go ahead. You can also email us ramjackpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ramjackpodcast. Get up at us. Yeah, there's the website ramjackpodcast.com. There's a wiki there. There's all kinds of ways you can listen to us, probably find us on iTunes. I don't know if anyone's left a review in recent times, but I don't know if iTunes reviews really matter anymore in this wonderful world yeah, of, of podcasts. Of course they do. Keep sending them, keep writing them, keep doing it. Don't stop. Don't stop. If you haven't started, it's time to start so <laughs> before it's too late. That, that could be the encouragement that gets us five consecutive minute-long summaries on Ramjack. Yes. Yes. Be a part of the solution, not part of the problem. Right. Always be part of the solution. That's It's what people say. Always be part of the solution, not the problem. And guys, listen, wherever you're at, whether you're uh, fighting off shadow people or, uh, I don't know, fucking camping or some such nonsense, <laughs> listen, there's, there's one piece of advice I've got to give you, besides kill yourself, um... Uh, <laughs> That's that's one, but the other uh, would always have to be never, never forget, forget to bring the bell buckle to a knife. Um, you know what still keeps me up at night? Who fucked Dopey? <laughs> I still nothing. Dopey. Dog, who is your dad? Who is your dad? I'm sorry, who's your mom? I'm sorry, we know who your dad is. Doug, Doug, who's your mom? Who's your mom, Doug? Perfect. Do you want to tell me when to stop? Three, two, one, stop. He's so... Also, can I say something else, Brad? Yes. Some... Someone fucked Dopey? (laughs) Seriously, like, who's your mom? Because dog? you know what? Who's your mom? So I, that Descendants thing, I actually saw like the first ten minutes, and it was terrible. I saw first ten minutes of it because I was like, "What the hell is this thing?" That's like all over Disney because it was like all over Disney Story New York, and I was like, "What is this?" I watched ten minutes. It's basically like the new High School Musical because it's a musical, and it's terrible. And yeah, it was it was awful. I didn't watch anymore. I didn't I didn't even get up to the the fact that someone fucked Dopey. Somebody fucked Dopey. Like, oh, that who, breaks my brain. Who fucked Dopey? Do- and I agree, Dopey cannot give consent. I don't believe that. No, no. <laughs> and Do- Dopey got custody of the kid. Like, where's the mum? Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Bad. It looks super dumb. And then Jafar's got a kid who's kind of Indian for some reason. I was like, why is Jafar's kid Indian? Mm. Like, doesn't isn't Jafar from like you know Agrabah, which is Arabia? Okay. Oh, awful. Hate it. Don't like it. So bizarre. So bizarre. I wonder if Doug, Dopey's son, has a little song and dance in it about his mom. (laughs) I just want to know who's your mom. (laughs) Dog, who's your mom? <laughs> what if there was another Disney character? Like it was like uh, like Alice and Dopey. Guys, guess what? Alice had sex with Dopey. What? <laughs> yeah, 
She got mad wasted, and she had sex with What if with it was Snow Dobie? White? <gasps> oh, whoa. It was, she was living in the house with all the dwarves, and the only one that was getting any action was Dopey. What if What if some point around seven months after she woke up... <laughs> oh, no. Dopey raped Snow White, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she's in the classroom. Ah. Oh. And then he stole the child. Oh. Do the rest of the dwarves have kids? Is it no, just dopey? It's just dopey. Oh, it's that's like... that's so weird. Why is he the only one getting laid? I don't know. It's so creepy. Is Snow White in it as well? Like, is she like, oh hey? Yeah, I think there's a Snow White. Son. Do you think every time like he introduces himself to people, he's like, oh, hey, I'm Doug, I'm Snow White, uh, I'm Dopey's son. They're all kind of like, ugh. Because <laughs> that's how I would be. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's, uh, well, there's too many questions. I don't know. I don't know about this at all. <laughs> Who's your mum? Oh, Pocahontas. What? Good <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. And like, why are all these kids, yeah. like, why are all their kids like the same age? Why does Cruella DeVille have a son that's the same age as all these other people? Oh, and I can't re- his He had a dumb... Like, all the names were super dumb. I remember that because it was like Carlos. the laziest names. Yeah, it was just like, oh, it has to begin with the same letter because yeah. Jafar's J and it was like, oh, yeah. shut up. I'm just looking at it now. But then there's one that's really fucking weird. It's like the, the blue fairy or the... No, the fairy godmother um, or something that's weird. like that. That's that is like, weird. Like, I'm like... What? So the Blue Fairy and Cinderella have kids that are the same age. Right, I'm looking this all That's up. Weird. That's weird. I'm on, I'm, on the, like I'm on the Wikipedia page. I don't like it. I'm going to look as well. Yeah. This is really hurting it's my so weird. Yeah, Jane is the daughter of the fairy godmother. Um, I don't know if she's the same age as the other ones. I'm just... Even their costumes piss me off. Like, look at the costumes. Yeah, like, it's, it's really one of these Cruella Deville is, like, half black and half white. And it's like, oh, hey, oh. Yeah. It's really dumb looking. It looks super dumb. Ugh. Princess Audrey. Prince Chad. <laughs> Doug. The son of Dopey. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Brad, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's broke. It's officially broken my brain. I know, right? It's insane. <laughs> so Snow White is a local news anchor who reports on the activities oh, of no. or- Oradon. Wow. Like, but, do, so oh. Snow White doesn't seemingly doesn't have a kid, huh? Maybe because she put her kid up for adoption. <laughs> yeah. Snow White got raped by Dopey. <laughs> That's canon now. That's oh, complete. No. Oh, I'm looking at the other one now. Freddie, the daughter of Dr. Fas- Dr. Facili- the daughter of the genie. The genie has a daughter. The genie doesn't have a cock. How's he impregnating someone? Oh, he had a daughter and he had a son. And how does Dr. Facilier have a child? Ugh, this is so dumb. <laughs> King Ben. Hello, I'm King Ben. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi, King Lame. Ben. Lame. I'm the daughter of, of Belle and the Beast. What, you call your dad the Beast? Well, apparently I do. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> huh. I'm Jordan. I'm the daughter of the Genie. Does your dad have a name? No, he's just the Genie. Okay. Where's, weird. Where are you seeing Jordan? I don't see Jordan. It's on the second one, the Descendants... Whatever it's called, descent the the um, wicked world. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Oh, manzies. And we also have Lonnie, the daughter of Mulan and Shang. Oh, this is so weird. This is so weird, Brad. Nothing's as weird as, as the son of Dopey. And the yeah. fact that Snow White doesn't have any kids, yeah, he totally fucked her. He, he oh, fucked her. Oh, God. He raped Well, she was her. unconscious. He raped Snow White. Dopey Maybe he Snow was White. in it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was in it with the evil queen and he was like, hey, I want to get it on with Snow White, but I'm not going to get any luck while she's awake. Oh. Uh, so, you know, help me out here. So he is actually the father of both uh, of both uh, Doug and uh, whatever her daughter's called, Evie. Oh. oh. Mm. And then the queen, the queen like put Snow White to sleep and then Dopey had his way with her. Oh, it's not okay. It's not. The fact that she doesn't have any kids is like, eh. and she's a, she's meant to be a princess. Why is she a news anchor? What's happening? Um, can we also talk about the fact that the, the <laughs> I love we're really discussing this. the actor the actor that plays Jay, the son of Jafar, is um voiced by Boo Boo Stewart. <laughs> his his name is, is Boo Boo Stewart. <laughs> oh, Boo Boo. His brother's called Yogi. Oh, he's a creepy-looking guy. I don't like yeah. him. Oh, he's best known p- for playing Seth Clearwater, a werewolf in the Twilight Saga. Ugh. He was born Nils Allen Stewart Jr., so he changed his name to Boo Boo, Brad. Oh, what the fuck? Why? Maybe he's a big fan of Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> or Yogi Bear. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that's so weird. Right, I should really go to bed. But now I'm going to be lying awake thinking about how Dopey raped Snow White. Oh, no. It's so horrible. It's, it's, it's what happens. Oh, it happens. No, I don't like it. It's factual. Everything is satisfactual. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the guy who directed uh, Kenny Ortega, who wrote, uh, who directed High School Musical, directed this, and the script was written by the Emmy Award nominated jo- Josan McGibbon and Sarah Parrier. Ugh. <sighs> I want to know what this is on Emmy for writing, because, yikes. They're doing a sequel as well, by the looks. <laughs> what if they do one called Doug's Secret Origin, but it's so oh, no. horrific they can't put it on Disney Channel? That's a snuff film. <laughs> they have to put that. it on, uh... <laughs> they have to put it on Showtime. Oh. On HBO. Um. So, as a screenwriter, biggest hits include Three Men and a Little Lady and Runaway Bride. Oh... Oh no! Oh no! Oh, and then she won an Emmy for writing the hit Deborah Messing miniseries, The Starter Wife. I've never even heard of that. Fuck! It was on. Hey, it was on USA uh, Network. Characters are welcome. (laughs) Nice. Ooh. (laughs) Characters are welcome, Brad. Mm, Not bad. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Nope. I don't know about that. Oh, he was in, uh, he was in, uh, Boo Boo Stewart was, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I've got to tell you something amazing in a minute. <laughs> he was also in the latest X-Men movie. He was, um, uh, what's the guy called? You know all the ones that were fighting, you've seen that, haven't you? Yeah. The Days of Future Past. All the ones that were fighting in the future, um, was he, was he Warbird? The Native American one. Warpath? Warpath, that's it, yeah. Um, can we talk about the fact that his name's Boo Boo and his sister's name is Fievel? What? <laughs> what? 
Fivel Stewart. F I B E L. Boo Boo and Fivel Stewart. Unless that's his wife. <gasps> I don't know. Fivel Stewart. I have to find out about this because <laughs> Boo Boo and Fivel. <laughs> that's a children's film. Hey, I'm Boo Boo. I'm Fivel. He was also a member of the musical group T Squad. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, hang on. Boo Stewart was born in Beverly Hills, California. His father, Nils Allen Stewart, is a professional stuntman. He has Japanese, Chinese, and Korean ancestry on his mother's side. Oh, it doesn't say about his... Hang on. Does it say his sister? I'm looking her up right now. Why did he change his name to Boo Boo? Yeah, F-I-V-E-L, Fivel Stewart. Yeah, I'm looking at her Wikipedia. I mean, her uh, um, IMDb. She was apparently in Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That. I'm sorry. She was in Hansel and Gretel Warriors of Witchcraft. <laughs> Oh no, oh. I don't like that film. Uh. I'm all about um, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Yeah, <laughs> she was not right. that movie. <laughs> Where he has the line, don't eat the fucking candy. Yay. Oh dear. Is that his sister then, does it say? I'm looking. Or his wife? I mean, he's 21. Yes, he yes be, that's his sister. Oh, okay. They look quite... Did she change her name to Five? Or she's, please tell me she did. No, she's the daughter of legendary stuntman, actor, producer, and more, Niels Allen Stewart, and part-time actress Renee Stewart. Part-time Ooh. actress. Ooh. Sis- that means she sister, does a lot of Amdram? Sister of actor, singer, composer, stuntman, producer, Boo Boo Stewart. Um, stuntwoman, mm-hmm. actress, special effects artist, Megan Stewart. Megan with an M-A-E-G-N. Oh, I don't like that. Megan Stewart and actress Sage Stewart. God, all these people have stupid names. So her name's actually oh, Fivel. She didn't no. change it to Fivel. Her birth name oh. is Trent. She's call- called by the name Fivel simply because she likes it better than her birth name, Trent. Her what? name is Trent, but she goes by Fivel. <laughs> and his name is Niels, but he goes by Boo Boo. What's wrong with this fucking family? <laughs> Please mention this from Ramjack. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I think I'm recording this. I'm just going to play this. <laughs> this um, okay. Um, Trent. Boo-boo. Okay, now let's let's talk about... Also, why is, why is the daughter called Trent anyway? That's... That's a weird name. Is I... that a girl's name in America? No, it's not. <laughs> neither, is Boo-boo? Neither is Boo-boo or Fievel. <laughs> um, here's me again. She cha- Brad, what if she changed her name to Fievel? Oh, no. I'm a little stabby. I get a little stabby. I'm just a little orphan who eats my scraps. Oh. Megan. Oh. Yeah. What's up, Megan? Oh, she was in Brisk Cutter's A Love Story, though, which is a good film. But that um, profile picture on IMDb? Yeah. Mm. Scandal. And also, I've never seen Megan spelt that way. I've seen it M-E-A-G-A-N, yeah. which is what I thought you said, but it's M-A-E-G-A-N. Yeah. Megan. 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 She was born Megan. well, but changed her name to Megan. I am Megan. Come forth, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Oh, you will no. fight with Beast Man and Merman. What was her, what was her birth name, Brad? Um, I'm looking. I think it's Megan. I don't, I'm not seeing any other names listed here. So, oh. huh? What about Boo-boo. Sage? Sage. This is the last one. Uh, what's Sage's story? Uh, why is there so many fucking kids in this fam? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, there's no there's no trivia about Sage, so I don't know. Maybe that's isn't Sage's the real name. isn't the girl who plays Blink in Days of Future Past got an odd name as well. Like Bing Bong or something. <laughs> I might be being super bong. racist. I'm you sure know, it's something like that. You know old Bing Bong. I'm thinking of Bing Bong because of 
<laughs> because of uh, Inside Out, but I'm sure it's something like that. Well, now because now I'm like up. I've got to look up. <laughs> this is like going down a proper like oh, into boy. the we're, we're, we're in it, guys. We're in it. In it to win we're it. it. Oh no, her first name's Fan, but her surname is Bing Bing. Fan, Fan Bing Bing. Oh, Fan I thought Bing Bing was her name because then I was like, it could be Bing Bing Boo <laughs> Boo. Oh, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Boo boo and fin fin. Oh, what the fuck? Fan fan bing fan bing fan bing and boo boo. Bing bing and boo boo. Okay, fair enough. What's happening, Brad? I don't know. I don't know. Um. Also, can I say I know Alex suggested you guys cover Descendants. Don't do it, Brad. Well, Don't do it to yourself. Listen, we gotta find out, like, what's up with Doug? Who's <laughs> your mom, Doug? No, because, <laughs> we know Doug. Because you know they'll never show that in the episode. It's gonna be on, uh, on Showtime. Very oh. special episode. So, like, when the prince woke her up, okay, and he kissed her and woke her up, like, like a few months after that, she she was pregnant, and he was like, oh, but, but uh, we haven't consummated our marriage yet you know like it's no way the baby's mine so because of that she was shamed and she was stripped of her of her royal title and that's why she's a news anchor and she's not living in a castle with the other princesses and princes there you go right. solve mystery solved and they're all gonna go on uh jerry Springer. Ooh. so does this mean that dopey is in it unlike his father he can talk so dopey in this cannot talk he's a creepy mute rapist <laughs> that's what i get from it oh he doesn't look like just a dude he's like super geeky yeah he's got like ooh, he's wearing like a tuxedo what even though he loves his family he's been shown having trouble with remembering all seven of the original dwarves names so does that mean that all the... Okay, so all the, are all the dwarves brothers? I never thought they were brothers. Oh, I thought they were brothers. I, just, I thought they were just like seven, seven old men who lived together. <laughs> There's just... All the dwarves just got together and were like, you know what? We're sick of people, like, yeah. treating us like shit. Pretty much. Ah. Oh. Like, as soon as... Uh, he's in the marching band. His dream is to play the trumpet for the dragon slayers. Oh, boy. And unlike his father, he could talk, so... Uh, so, it's not that Dopey doesn't talk, it's that Dopey is actually, you know... Dopey is mute. Oh, and a so rapist. <laughs> and a rapist. Somebody... And listen, possibly I don't, mentally challenged. I don't know who it's raped like, who, but oh, someone was raped. <laughs> oh. I don't know who did it, but somebody did it. I, do, I don't like this. But I also don't like the fact that... that He's the only dwarf that has a kid. I don't know why. It's very upsetting. Like, why doesn't Happy have a kid? He's really charming. Well. Do not like this at all. <sighs> I can't believe the genie has a kid. The genie. Oh, the genie, you know, genie fucks does around. Does it, does, does like, does the kid live in the lamp? Is the, is the kid half genie? Like, okay, who, who fucked the genie? <laughs> well, the genie can, like, look like anyone, so the genie's a shapeshifter. The genie can, like, trick oh. anybody into fucking him. <gasps> Brad! What if it's the genie oh. and Dopey? What if the genie is Doug's mom? <laughs> Done. They had twins. <laughs> they had Jordan and Doug. <laughs> the genie kept one. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> being raped by a Robin Williams in drag genie. Robin, Robin Williams in drag raped Dopey. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! 
this is terrible. Miss Doubtfire is Doug's mom. <laughs> oh no! Oh, this is the most terrifying <laughs> thing. Miss Doubtfire is Doug's mom. It's not okay. Uh, maybe, maybe Doug found this out one day. Okay, here we go. Maybe Doug found this out and was so upset that he like basically had to go into into therapy and stuff. And what they do now is they keep drugging him so he kind of forgets that and that's why he has trouble like remembering his uncle's names yes. because his mind is completely fucked and they've just been drugging him so he doesn't remember uh, the horror that his mum is Mrs. Tell. I think I think we got it. I think we got it. I think we've worked it all out. Oh, oh. mystery solved. Thank you, Claire. Stop. It's all right. Now I can actually sleep at night. Uh, or not. I'm just, oh, yeah, I am recording this. Amazing. Awesome. I'm going to use Now this. we know who did the raping as well. Now Ooh. we know. Oh, now you know. Ramjack oh. listeners. Everyone knows. <laughs> Everyone knows. See, I knew there was a reason. Remember when we went to Disney World, Brad, and I saw the genie? And I was like, I do not like the genie. And it's even, I think we say, even said that on Ramjack yeah. when we covered Trips to Disney. I was like, I do not like the genie. I knew there was a reason, see? Yeah. I, I, I subconsciously knew that he went around as a woman raping dwarves. <laughs> this is <laughs> downfire raped dopey. <laughs> And maybe, oh, oh, I've got another one. Maybe Snow White found out about it. She kind of like worked it out. So now she, um, she kind of like almost blew the whole story open. That's why she's now an investigative journalist. Mm. She got she's too close to, crack to the truth. Stories. Yeah, and it burned her. <laughs> she's closer than she's ever been. <laughs> this is so horrible. This is terrible. Oh. Oh. Right, yeah. I had to work, I had to know who fucked the genie. Yeah. <laughs> the genie. Actually, I changed my mind. You should cover this on Ramjack because I need to know more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
values change of hunger or ambition strikes. Survival is essential at any cost or any price. The cartoon animals on a old McDonald's farm are nodding off the hotel rooms with needles in their arms. The southern dwarf as well, there's only four lives today. Cinderella!